Testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, who's intro in the show? <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to I always to the... test my audio. They're like, count to ten. I was like, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> well, welcome to the Black Flag Podcast. This is uh, Sam, our loyal co-host. Thank you for co-hosting oh, yeah, you, Sam. Right. I'm Derek. We got John over here uh, in the same room with us. Brett, um, one of my favorite Minnesota Meacocks. Uh, Will Bell. Um our, our southern bell we and also have the pinnacle of libertarianism yeah one half of it <laughs> <laughs> the other half isn't a libertarian and then we got we got the only person who's actually messaging the way we talked about prior to reno reed coverdale and then up, uh we're very grateful to have ryan dawson on thanks for joining our us. favorite anarchist yeah <laughs> for, for the record i was a libertarian when reed was nine <laughs> Love being passed over. I was waving a George Bush 2004 sign around back then. Mm. So I was protesting the Office of Special Plans and getting arrested <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, what what was your like entryway into libertarianism? Right, where did you start there? Just reading Jefferson when I was like ten. Oh man. <laughs> No, nobody has a uh, like a. a I was never red pilled. I was never asleep. Nothing woke me up. I just as far back as I can remember, that's just how I thought about things. That's awesome. the red skin. It has the red pill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right away. we are already like, hated the government. So, <laughs> what what is your nationality? I'm American. 
<laughs> are you na- are you native to America? Yeah, yeah, with a capital N, sure. Both capital N, small ends. My family's um, Croatoan and Tuscaroran, and also, I guess, way way back, Irish and Dutch. Oh, okay. Good lineage. Yeah, Str- it's good mix. Strong blood. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> So, uh, Reed, tell us a little bit about TimCast. How, how'd that go? Did you say uh, everything? So, no, I didn't say near everything. I wish I could have. But, it. I mean, people forget it's not Joe Rogan. It's not where you go right. on and he's going to ask you questions. Like, it's a bunch of dumbasses and you kind of have to just jump in and say something whenever you can. Right. Um, and given that, I think I went about as well as it not not as well as it could have, but given what they were talking about, I think we handled it about as good as we could have. Um, I mean, they were talking about like conservative podcasting infighting, and we somehow were able to talk about how <laughs> Donald Trump's uh, generals were lying to him about troop levels in Afghanistan and how, you know, we printed $7 trillion off that caused, you know, rising in prices and everything and uh jose talked a little bit about okc here and there and my god he wore the shirt and everything and i'm like ask him about it he just told you there was an unjust murder like okay and next you know oh yeah Yeah, some journalist huh my favorite was reed bringing up the cares act and then the corona act and say well they printed all these trillions of dollars inevitable will have inflation they're like yep yep literally just i disagree or Ian saying Afghanistan. Dude, that part. <laughs> he actually, because I thought he was saying the opposite at first, because he was like, you know, if you're not out of that country yet and they come at you, you're at war. And I thought he meant like from the Taliban's perspective. And I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then he's like, we should have nuked all of them. And I was like, no. Wow. no. <laughs> but I think he just says the first thing that pops into his head and just goes with it. Yeah, we'd. <laughs> I, I mean i do love ian just because he's so nuts but yeah well it's funny is ian's the most base well until phil joined the most based one in that crew because the bar's so low it's on the ground <laughs> that's just wild to me to think there's people out there that don't understand inflation because i'm so surrounded by people like us all the time <laughs> that i forget that there's people who don't think it like don't understand that stuff it's just corporate greed S- says a guy wearing a Macy's shirt <laughs> why don't people understand inflation <laughs> increase the money supply without tying it to labor Duh. <laughs> oh yeah well i, I, mean, I am coming out of it well go ahead yeah, I was just gonna say I am coming out of a cold, so you guys are gonna have to keep up the conversation and stuff. But sounds good. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, so many questions. Oh yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about the the rage against the war machine. Uh, that whole rally and like I, Is that February nineteenth. Yeah, I think believe so. go yellow it's... buildings. It's always productive. <laughs> I don't understand that. I never understand that. I know y'all want to talk about the inner pissing contest whatever we can but you are in dc this isn't like you're in los angeles or something right you are at the capitol so why don't you legally make appointments and go into the Hart building and go into randolph and go in and talk to the congressman like an adult like you're legally allowed to do like 
yelling outside. It's so stupid. You're in Washington. Get all those people and go office to office. Find the committees you want to talk to about, let's say, the war in Ukraine and let them have it. They're not, I bet you not one of them goes in lobbies. They're going to stand out there for the theatrics and give a nice speech in the microphone and stuff. And it's just like, it was like Occupy Wall Street. They sat out there for a month. Never go in the door to lobby. Well, it's Ryan, the optics are so good being in front of an anti-war icon like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but honestly, it's not too late to kind of like set something like that up, right? You get the optics. Well, if they had direction, but they don't. You know, it's like it's weird because it's so many smart. Like Max Blumenthal's a smart guy. Horton's a smart guy. Uh, why don't you go there? You know. And there are hours where you can go into Congress and say, if you can't meet the congressman, you just talk to the legislative assistant, say, who's the L.A. that's legislative assistant in charge of blah, 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 you know, and then let's set up a meeting. I, you know, go talk to your representative. You're there. They're there. That's what they're for. Like, oh, yeah. I've talked to Amy Klobuchar when I was 18 at the Capitol. Mm. Did you really? Did she yeah, it was through a school like program trip, whatever. Like I had I knew nothing about politics. It, I. I just wanted to go there to see all the buildings. I wish I yeah. knew then what I knew now, of course, because I could have said some things to her. But <laughs> did she? Well, the architecture is, while you were or was kind of impressive. I mean, you did see, she what before all the homeless tents and stuff? Like it was pretty good aesthetically. It's but very now, like inviting. You got two hundred fifty pound women <laughs> wearing spandex and a bunch of graffiti and homelessness and drug addicts <laughs> running around. My, yeah, I don't know my approval. I don't know which was a dumber statement for Ian, <laughs> Ian that we should nuke Afghanistan or that he has a very high approval rating of Congress after seeing the Capitol building. I was just like, uh, <laughs> like well, even Congress invited. wouldn't nuke Afghanistan. So I got to think it's throwing true. nukes around is the dumbest. The glass parking lot, like that jack off missile Johnny crowd, like, I don't know if it's drugs. Well, I don't know how an adult gets to be that dumb, like how they can get to the store and back to their house without getting lost. Like, you can't just nuke people, but right. there's that attitude. Oh, that'll learn you. <laughs> I think that's ingrained in American society. It's just that war mentality of just we think we can throw nukes around at anybody that looks at us wrong. I think it's more that, that we, we don't think about it. Well, so when I was, I remember when I was in high school, I was similar, not exactly, but very similar to Ryan Dawson. I never had to like take a pill. I just becoming a libertarian was kind of like a self-actualization where I was like, oh, I kind of already think a lot of this stuff, there's, but there's a philosophy behind it and learning more about it. But I remember being in high school arguing about like the, the nukes on Japan with my teacher being like, this doesn't seem right. And then her like telling a group of children that no, this was the morally correct thing to do, you know, and then me being like, I don't think so. They're like, well, were we just supposed to put a bunch of troops on shore and then fight that way? I'm like, I remember being a kid being like, well, well why don't you just accept their terms of surrender, which are exactly what you ended up doing anyway after the two nukes. They still well, didn't I, surrender. As a kid, too, I just remember being like, well, it doesn't seem voluntary. At least that way, it seems at least a little more voluntary, like adults are agreeing to fight, maybe, right? Well, see, I, are, are you going to make the autistic argument for uh, <laughs> voluntary nukes? Is that what you're trying to do here? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just mean, like, as I just remember as a kid thinking, like, it seemed wrong. And uh -huh. I, it's weird to me to have, like, sit in a room with an adult woman being, like, explaining to a bunch of kids at a Christian school how it's morally correct 
to drop bombs on innocent. Yeah, that made it less surprising when you said the Christian part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I grew up correct. with that same understanding. Like, I, 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 well, I, I grew up like remembering that. Uh, I think that you know, yeah, that was like it, it saved American lives. But then, like, they never told us that Japan tried to surrender. That's wild. That changes everything. Japan had formed a new government that April just to surrender to the Americans, and they would not accept their terms. And they flexed their nuts in August 6th and 9th. Nagasaki wasn't even uh, supposed to be the target. It's just there were rumors of zeros and the weather was bad, so they just hit it anyway. Mm-hmm. See what that plutonium toy can do. And they are flexing to the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Is that, that was 30 days after their Yalta conference with the... Uh, Russians were going, or the Soviets were going to invade from the north. And they actually tried. Japan repelled them from Hokkaido and Aomori, like, severely. And uh, so they dropped the nukes because they did not want to have an east and west Germany situation. They wanted, they didn't want a north and south Japan. They wanted it all. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you think of, like, the Russian-Ukraine conflict? I know the, you know, the, a lot of the... Something like, happened there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a lot of the leftists. I don't know. I get all my news from Tim Pool. I didn't know there was a war going on in Ukraine or anything. <laughs> yeah, was there an earthquake? And you guys are making me so glad. I never was interested in that show, and I don't watch it. And now I'm like so glad that I never. I only watch time. it if Dave Smith or like Michael Malice is on it. Then yeah. sometimes it's interesting. But... He was my introduction to like alternative media outside of Tim Pool, like and yeah, and Ben mm-hmm. Shapiro. I discovered him because it's, it's all then, you're allowed to see. They're on. Yeah. Is this on YouTube, by the way? I don't even know how much I have to censor myself. Yeah, this is on YouTube. Oh, okay, I won't say anything <laughs> based. Then. Um, oh, no. If you're a real threat to the system, you're not allowed on YouTube. Like once right. you get over That's like twenty thousand followers, you'll be gone as soon as they notice you. You're out of there. Well, we're only at nineteen thousand nine hundred right now, so we're doing all right. <laughs> and yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: we it wouldn't be the first episode of ours that got taken down. So I feel like he can say what he wants, right? No. No. <laughs> no. Why not? Ryan, what do you think about Wait, the loss? I got banned on YouTube in 2008. I got banned on MySpace in 2005. I got kicked off of MySpace. AOL. I've been debanked. I've been kicked off Coinbase, kicked off PayPal, kicked off Patreon. Definitely kicked off YouTube multiple times and Twitch and all that other stuff. Like, what I like, who held up the Epstein map earlier? Like, that kind Me. of stuff. You can't, you can't get that truthful. Like you can make fun right. of Republicans and Hold Democrats and stuff, but you know, when you really start going after you're gonna get <laughs> removed. Oh, I love the bell. So yeah. Um yeah, I so the, the, this is all <laughs> and I, I got some books next to me too. And if you talk about shit like this, you know, like Yeah. That'll do it. Well, eventually we're just gonna get on Odyssey and Rumble and then we'll be a little more based, but for sure. Or uh, gab on uh, not censoring. Yeah. So um, the so feds like, are cracking down on them so hard because <laughs> they allow the RT problem. news yeah. to stay on and stuff. Like but. exactly, they let Russia today, and it, I think <laughs> press TV's over there too. That's just sad, man. Like state agencies have nowhere to go. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think of like the leftists? What they're they're saying like pro Putin stuff at the rally and. A lot of these people. What do you? What's your take on? Um... By leftist, you mean libertarians? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only people I've heard bitching about it. No, no, I'm t- I'm just talking about like, um, you know, some people are saying they're not anti-war. They're just, uh, you know, they're sort of pro-Putin. Right. 
you know, they're taking the perspective of Russia is acting in self-defense. Um, I think, you know, there's an argument there. If you think of like 1776, you know, like everyone's pro-war when it comes to that war for the most part. I don't necessarily agree or disagree, but like there's, if you're acting in self-defense, I think it's a different perspective. You can be anti-war and still pro so what you're saying is Israel has a right to defend itself? Is that what you're getting at? Or not? Exactly, yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have the right to colonize you. <laughs> now, you can't talk about the trans-Semites either. Trans Going in the 30s and 40s and be like, God gave us this land 3,000 years ago in this book I wrote, which has no archaeological evidence or otherwise. But hey, we were here. This is ours. I racially inherited it. Now I'm going to bulldoze down your living room. I think it's wild, too, how the American right, because of the and I could I could go into detail. We don't have to about the way that the the Christians and the conservative right like melded together. But. I think it's wild too when I talk to because I'm from South Dakota, so there's a lot of Christian conservative Republican conservative, whatever that means anymore, right? Republicans, and they're very like pro support. America has to support Israel because that's God's land, and I'm like, they don't even believe in the Lord and Savior that you proclaim to believe. In. I don't understand <laughs> how those things even go together. You know? What well, I mean? what's even funnier is you go back just a little bit. You know, and everyone was killing each other over just exactly how you get baptized and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> and the Jews were like super ostracized. And now it's just like, if you're not an atheist, like, or a Muslim, everyone loves you. I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, well, even that barrier. Like, I guess we're on the same side. Even now. that barrier is getting broken. I heard a country singer singing like a hallelujah song, and he was like, someday it. Islamic people and Buddhists will all be in heaven together. So even like that kind of stuff is like, yeah, it's getting to the point where if you believe, if you're God, religious, but the Christian conservatives, are, I, it, I, I wonder I where all the Buddhists went before Christianity was invented. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've banged my head against the wall trying to argue with Christian conservatives about Israel. I'm like, no, like the state of Israel is a creation of the British Empire. Like, right, it's not what you're thinking of, even if it's true what you read in the Bible. Like it's not the same thing, and. <clears throat> you know what? those white New York uh, Jews are not uh, from that area, or what, what, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> you mean those, those guys with the Brooklyn accent rubbing <laughs> suntan lotion all over their arms because they can't stay out in the desert? Aren't, like aren't indigenous to that land? How dare you? <laughs> what I like to hit them with though is I'm like, oh here, I'm, I'd be like, hey, look at a blank map of, uh, map of Israel and look, find me the West Bank or the Gaza Strip. Mm. Like, like, do you really know that much about Israel? Like, maybe you should. Uh, Listen to some things, but no. Well, and I don't even try to argue with them. I don't waste my time. I, I like genuinely try to understand them. And when you do that and you ask them questions and you're being like genuinely like, help me understand, they'll walk themselves into a circle where they have nothing to say because it doesn't make any sense. We're just asking you know? about King David or Samson killing a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass and all these wars that are chronicled in the <laughs> books of Kings and stuff. Who exactly were they fighting again? The Philistines, which are Palestinians. Palestinians, so they were mm -hmm. in that land when you supposedly had your exodus from Egypt and went into the Levant. There were people already there, and those are Palestinians. And so, even in your mythology, they're still the original people. Interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, but yeah. now you're trying to make Goliath the good guys, Ryan. So they're not going to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> King David is about as real as King Arthur. It's not Goliath it's did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, although oh, this time it wasn't the Palestinians right? throwing rocks. It was the Israelites. Oh, man. Well, a you know, if someone throws a rock at your tank, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> They're just oh, getting back for David horrible. throwing the stone at Goliath. That's all it is, you know. Yes, it is. That's, that's what it is. Later. An <laughs> eye for an eye, right? He who lives by the sword shall die by the sword. You're going to throw rocks. You can have rocks thrown at you. Do you guys remember you know? when Ron Paul said that when uh, Chris uh, Kyle died? That was the best. <laughs> I love. Oh my man. God, no, awesome. <laughs> I don't remember that. Tell me. You guys, what know did, Chris he have? Kyle, did he get American, cervical American cancer? Sniper. Is that how he went out? No, the the guy he took <laughs> shooting shot him. I think is how he died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus was a carpenter, and he got nailed to a piece of wood. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, don't say too soon. Come on. <laughs> it's not like he's thin skinned. <laughs> Jesus, is my homie. I like the whatever whoever that character is, what he says, but couldn't resist the joke. <laughs> Well, Will gives it to me. Will gives me those kind of jokes regularly, and I take we take it in stride. Blasphemy is a blast for me. Yeah. So for real, like, I could, do you get like an update on Ukraine? Because I I haven't like checked in for like well, I guess a this week. Is a massive missile strike last night, where I guess my nighttime. I'm on the other side of the round planet. No controversy what? there. I hope. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Were they? Uh, I heard about like chemical warfare too. I called that in January. I said they were going to pull that stunt. So, I basically, you do think chemical warfare though. Yeah. Well, they're they're going to say is um, the army media is going to say Russia did it no matter what. I mean, yeah. they finally admit, yep, we blew up the Nord Stream line. Duh. Yep. And but they blame <laughs> that on Russia too. It was very George one. Bush Jr. esque, right? So you had Biden and a bunch of neocons with Victoria Newland and Sullivan and Blinken that decided well, we're just going to blow this up on our own. Didn't go to Congress, didn't even notify them, did no secret committee, nothing. They just decided, yeah, let's just get the Navy to go blow up the pipelines and we'll get the Norwegians and Scandinavians to go along with it. They blew this up. And then instead of admitting they did it, like, yeah, we blew it up because they, da, da, da. they're like, no, Russia blew up their own pipeline. That had to be the dumbest lie so of the year. So stupid. had to be. What's they going on? It. What's going on with the balloon thing? I haven't followed that at all. Tim it's... didn't bring that up either. I mean, that's huge news. You had the Nord Stream line. You saw Hirsch. You know, he he uncovered the Mylai massacre, Abu Ghraib prison scandal, and all that. And he's well, he got brought the... it up with uh, Jack yeah. Mathovic or Tovic or whatever. Yeah, what a great God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You might as well be talking to Smurfette. I I tweeted out. I thought, you want a list of the stupid shit that guy has said? Like, (laughs) I tweeted out. He said there's a a shootout in a server farm in Frankfurt, Germany about the election. Like, dude, he can't possibly be that stupid. It's got to be on purpose. And he used to work in naval intelligence. uh, Sometimes I think he's a spook. He is. But it's hard to tell uh, a genuine kook. Like someone that's just naturally that stupid, or just, yeah, someone doing it on it. purpose. He, I mean, he's just trying to get famous, grifting. I think he just makes up whatever to 
And he knows that if he says the right things, he'll get more platform because, you know, they're trying Dude, to push this the, type of stuff. He was like, are you think peace comes through strength? Uh, I think it comes from an orange man with a bunch of guns. Blah, blah, blah. You and me are not the same. And Reed wrote, you're right. We are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, but, I find him entertaining on Twitter. I'll give him that. But like, I, yeah, I don't take what he says all that seriously. Yeah, I'm blocked I, by him. <laughs> I was till I got my original account back. Now I'm not blocked Ooh, by him again. So nice. Uh, congratulations. Nice. <laughs> but I tweeted out the balloon of mass destruction. And then it was like a week or so later, like Jack is like talking about like how it was filled with explosives and all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah, he, he I did, did not He's see like, that. That's a, that's where were the other 98 balloons? I don't know. Like what? What even? It's just a weather balloon, right? Like, Somebody got it. Yeah, I got it. they wanted to spy on us, would they send balloons? Or are they, are they, are they, like it, Still it just, that just doesn't it's add up to me. Like they have satellites. What? Well, another one over Alaska right now that they just <laughs> shot down. That's, that's what I was about to ask. Like, have y'all like? They're acting like that's a UFO. Like it's just they got like thirty something satellites. They don't really need the balloon for. To, to, to learn what? That we have a bunch a of ICBMs that we publicly announce already. Like A, bl a balloon isn't the pinnacle of a Chinese uh, technology for spying. <laughs> well, I mean, the, maybe the stuff they developed on their own. The CCP but... owns 25%. If Israel didn't sell to them from us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the CCP owns 25% of our pork production in this country. I mean, they own a lot of stuff in this country. You'd think that they could know whatever they want to. Whenever they want to, they don't need to float a balloon at sixty thousand feet over us. So what was you it? Notice Canada didn't say map. anything as it went over Canada. So what is it then? No, no, it was a balloon, but they well, don't I need understand it. It's a balloon. <laughs> I get that it's a I balloon. I think it was just a weather balloon, but I have yeah, I never dug into it. They don't. They did. It was a giant floating crisis actor. No, it's just a distraction. That's all I see it. That's all it is. You're right. I agree with you, Brett. I get that, but I to was to be just safe though. If... We should probably like bomb the China or something. <laughs> <laughs> we should launch the bombers from Guam. Well, they act like they did with Russia, right? Ban all things Chinese, right? Try that. See if you can even do that. All your dollar stores would disappear. Excuse me, dollar twenty-five stores. That's when I went the last time I was in the U.S. I went to the dollar stores. Now the dollar twenty-five store. Thanks, inflation. Yeah, yeah well, we don't have five dollar foot longs either. Dollar twenty five, that's cheap. Fuck, it's about two bucks. Where were you at? Yeah, it's like a three dollar store, a five dollar. Have store. you paid for eggs in yeah. America? Three dollar store. Do you pay that with uh, Lindsey Graham bills? <laughs> 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 that guy is gayer than a cock flavored lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dollar twenty five store. That was Trump inflation right and so now we're at right. three dollars so that's biden inflation, right. Right? now yeah. trump had the greatest yeah. economy ever yeah. will. the greatest economy yeah, for sure. will, greatest economy black ever. unemployment mic drop <laughs> <laughs> like for like look back at what he was saying during his campaign about uh the federal reserve and the economy's a bubble like reed was saying last night and then as soon as he's president he just turns on a dime mm -hmm. He just talks a lot of shit, man. That's I'm, well. I mean, both he did. He days. pulled out of the Paris Accords. He did lower the corporate tax rate. He did some steps that actually oh, did help. Yeah. He got us out of the TPP yeah. too, which was huge. Yeah, he ended that. That I think both of them were gonna. That was scrapped already. 
But, you know, it's just offset by the stupid stuff he did, like assassinating Soleimani and just <laughs> dumb thing. All the people he put in there from Haley to Bolton, and even though he fires him at the end, at the very end, if you could keep that like lame duck Trump president's cabinet with Doug McGregor and those people, that would have been exciting to see. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> like too late. Not John Bolton. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Bolton's right up there with McCain level fucking the on the scale, right? From one to McCain, how bad is it? Right? Yeah. Bolton's I think even. Yeah. Uh he's up there. You're not on only because he's a lot like Bolton and a dead McCain are about the same level of evil. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. That is one thing I wish came up on Timcast was that that tweet. I know I know you tried a couple of times, but I was like, oh, oh no, yeah, dude, he he didn't bite. But <laughs> I put him on the calendar. I was trying to convince him to wear a Happy Holidays T-shirt. I got chewed out. Well, for I was going to Ryan had the tweet. the dead McCain face, but I didn't. My my car. I had a new debit card that I had to order, and it didn't come in until too late to order. Dude, I wanted office. to send you the water bottle with the dead McCain. It said Megan's tears. <laughs> oh, that would be good. So, Ryan, yeah. censor yourself as much as you need to, I guess, if you have to, if you feel like it. But I mean, it's not my channel. Specifically, no. what, what specifically did John McCain do or believe? Oh, that's that definitely not what I thought he was about to ask. Like, but, right? right. Yeah. That's I thought he was going spinning squirrel. That's a quote on this August, right? It says, the door opens in. And Phil Donahue replied with, you are the effing antichrist. <laughs> all right. What, so what did McCain no, do bad? What, okay. So so I'm a normie. All right. Okay. What did John McCain specifically do or believe that made him specially bad versus anybody else that was in Congress at the same time? Well, most other people in Congress did plenty of bad as well. So what sets him apart, I guess, is just the longevity of it. Like everybody from the Viet Cong to Al-Qaeda, he aided our enemies. He supported every single war ever. Uh, I can't think of anything positive he did. But the thing is, he, he was close to becoming president, right? This is like all the other evil Congress critters. That's who they picked, right? He ran against Obama. That was their yep. top their chief top neocon. And... It, what pisses me off is like someone like Richard Pearl is probably worse than John McCain, but no, everyone knows how bad Richard Pearl is. Like he's the Prince of Darkness, whereas they called John McCain the Maverick. And he had like a lot of people who are not insane support him because they fell for the propaganda. Sure. But everywhere he would visit, you know, he was like the pale horse of revelations. It would go and destruction would follow. And it's not just him. His whole family was like that. His father sure. helped cover up the USS Liberty attack. Okay. Where our sailors that. were murdered. And yeah, his his they had people killed just like the Clintons. And I'm this is where I'm self-censoring. I have a cane <laughs> map. Things he was in with a particular liquor company that is tied to the Lincoln Project and also Jeffrey Epstein. Stuff they did to children. You can figure out what that is. Fill in the blanks, um, yeah. Yeah. So what people know about McCain is Songbird McCain in Vietnam, meeting with Allah Sham in Syria, supporting the war in Iraq, all that. But like you said, that's a lot of people in Congress. It's the special shit that makes them extra bad. Uh, and the fact that it's a legacy of McCain's and their deep ties to that state, our greatest <laughs> ally. 
<laughs> so how much above cut above the rest <laughs> so when families are okay so how much do you think that megan is privy to and to knowing about any of that do you know what i'm saying yeah i don't think she's nowhere near as bad as her father and grandfather she's just right, like but do you think she, she, she ever like met a, a war she didn't like though right but i'm saying yeah. do you think that she is aware of all of that stuff. Do, do you think that it's even on her radar? Do you think that she already knows about it and she keeps it quiet? Do you think it's a family secret or do you think that she hears about it and ignores it completely? Or you know what I mean? I think it's willful ignorance. Like it'd okay. be hard not to know, especially when you're his daughter, you'd have to know, but she probably rationalized it to herself. Like right. she probably thinks he met moderate rebels in Syria and believes that whole narrative. Like, Oh yeah, they, chopping off heads and eating organs and you know machine gun women up against the wall with their guts dried on the wall in front of their children who they burned up and photographed it and everything uh i have an interview with senator richard black about that and he's sitting there going through the photos and like here's the guys that mccain met and like even our own state department had to consider labeling them they finally labeled them terrorists they hadn't yet because of the photos not because of their actions they've been doing that but because they were stupid enough to film it it's just like abu Ghraib. they were mm. stupid enough to take pictures torturing other people mm. and that was a bad pr move so because it was bad pr they just finally decided to label uh, stop uh calling Ral al-sham freedom fighters and all that but it's like guts on the wall your dad's meeting with the lead after that event by the way meeting with them and saying these are good people i know these people no nah. But I imagine in Megan's head is like derp on everything I just said. We're just fighting the evil Assad regime, blah, 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 blah. Right? right. Like it's not that she's a psychopath that doesn't care that all these kids are getting killed or anything. I don't think so. It's that she's an idiot that doesn't know any of that's happening because right. she's so brainwashed and loyal and biased to her cult that it's like, we didn't do that. And I think yeah. she said that we didn't do that to everything McCain ever did because that's her dad. He's like, no, nah, he didn't do that. No, we would never. Because I just did. think she's too stupid to be a psychopath. Psychopaths are usually higher on the IQ scale. She seems dumb to me. She's like, well, the level of, she's like Joy Behar stupid, like on a scale of one to Joy Behar. <laughs> I mean, the women on The View, that's worse than Tim Pool. Like, Tim Pool is basically like, the almost male version of the view. What would you rather see Reed on though? <laughs> the view or Tim? Oh, oh my god. Reed Dude, on the view I would love to sure. see Reed on the view. Just he's only like, going on there once. So just yeah. to be like <laughs> if he didn't have an aneurysm, I would love just to see the train wreck. <laughs> just to be like start talking about Austrian economics and then just going, What? Huh? Or just say shut up white women did, or something. Did you say racism? What? I mean, it's like that's all they talk about. Or we just have Reed on the view with Megan McCain and they bring up the tweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Like, why would you do this? Well, I mailed her the shirt. I had the exact same tweet <laughs> oh, like every year. Oh, you, you have to share the shirt three years. <laughs> like you have to do the yeah, shirt I got story, the, I got the zombie John McCain. It says six simper tyrannous. And we had on the back, it was like the John McCain still dead tour, like a tour shirt. And but all the all the cities he was locating had an X in it. So it's like you're not going back to Vietnam, you're not going back to Syria, you're not going back to Arizona, you're not going home. 
not going to DC. Like, so it was like all the canceled tour because his funeral was like 25 days long or something. And I was like, they're just bringing that casket everywhere. So <laughs> we had a zombified makes me so happy. McCain <laughs> shirt. I should have, I didn't know we were going to talk about this shirt to my father. It's like six Semper Tyranists and uh, they canceled that shirt. But I got an extra, 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 extra large and wrapped it in uh american flag paper <laughs> and mailed it to megan on father's day oh my god <laughs> doing the lord's work I don't well they cancel all my stuff so i had to irl troll <laughs> damn so ryan i got a question for you where did america go wrong lincoln <laughs> wasn't he justified though like <laughs> that's a setup oh i way. did hear uh i didn't i didn't know i did hear a, a on a podcast you had mentioned ryan that there was a the largest lynching in american history was uh i think you said asian people in california well but, that got surpassed with the the coolies getting but the largest lynching during lincoln's period was in new york city during the draft riot, so they ran around hanging black people. So um, the, say, the largest lynching of blacks in the United States, including the CSA, is in the North. How many? How much? How many was that? How many people? I don't know offhand. It was. It was like forty. It was. It was horrendous. Yeah, because there's something that here in Mankato uh, is where Minnesota. I'm from in Minnesota that they always talk about is the largest lynching in American history, sanctioned by Lincoln, is thirty. 33 native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. He had them all hanged. That wasn't Lincoln. That was an execution, mass execution, which you categorize differently than than a riot. I was talking to um, someone, his his grandfather was one of them that was hung or something. I think the largest execution probably Oklahoma City. No. (laughs) (laughs) Or Waco. (laughs) Probably Waco. Yeah, Waco. But yeah, he was saying like, um, yeah, Lincoln signed the the yeah signed off on them getting hanged, but he you know he was pretty good and helped us out a After lot. After stabbing him in the back too, but yeah, he was better he's... than Sherman or Grant. I mean, like it got worse afterwards. So it got yeah. worse also because they had new toys. There are all these inventions, six shot revolvers, Gatling guns, and things that they did not have before the Civil War that they could then use on the Indians. But what was the what did that guy say though? Why it wasn't because he was saying my grand my grandparents got murdered. But you're saying Lincoln talked them down. It would have been more. It would have been. But it's like his signature is signed on their execution, and he's trying to justify Lincoln. And I'm just like you're talking to the wrong guy, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I find crazy too is like how sometimes, like because of the propaganda we're all brainwashed with in public school our whole life. That's what I blame it on, right? But it's that, you know, Lincoln's a hero, whatever. So that even if your own family is murdered by him, you're like, well, he can't be all bad. Yeah, he could have killed more. Like the, yeah. like the, the <laughs> self-delusion, amount of self-delusion that has to happen there is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So- Lincoln was a weird pervert. Like I said, I think before the show started, he used to fall asleep in, near the telegraph booth communicating with Sherman. And he, he particularly enjoyed... Uh, his rape bandits taking Southern flowers virginity away often in public. They burned down 43 cities in Mississippi. Everyone talks about Atlanta and you should in Columbus, South Carolina, but 
they burn stuff to ash. The South didn't do that to the North. There's Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, General Early did that in protest after what Sherman had been doing and burned down munition factories and stuff that were vital to the Northern War effort. But Lee went all the way through Maryland and half of Pennsylvania and, and, and taking parts of West Virginia and Kentucky too. They didn't set towns on fire. They didn't burn down cities. They didn't attack civilians. But Lincoln did, and it's, it's General Sherman that we get the phrase, the only good Indian is a dead Indian. That is from Sherman. Um, a lot of, <clears throat> if you were to compare things that Sherman and Lincoln did with Adolf Hitler without saying the names, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You put people in concentration camps and move them there on trains. You talking about the Apache or like who, which one? You're like, was that's what happened. And they're honored for it. Overstuffed, like Andersonville prison, right? 12,500 Yankees starved to death, died of typhus and, and so on. Be, which you, when you are starving or when you're malnourished, you end up dying from a disease like typhoid or something or typhus that your body would have been able to fight if you were healthy. So it's like, it's all starvation related because you wouldn't have gotten sick had those conditions not been there. They didn't have the food stock because Sherman was burning the grain and salt in the fields and, and they offered them to Florida, which was Yankee occupied. It's like, just take them. Uh, we'll pardon, we'll parole them all. And cause they're going to die here. They said, no, they wouldn't take them. They wanted it to be a burden on the Southern war effort to have to ration these prisoners. And then the extra sad thing is when the war was over and they finally were released to go on a steamboat up the Mississippi, the Sultania, um, the <laughs> certain person didn't want to take two trips and overloaded it and the boiler broke in the middle of the river and they either burned or drowned and thousands of them. And I believe that was the biggest maritime accident. It was way bigger than the Titanic ever uh, up until unless it was, you know, during peacetime, at least wasn't surpassed till uh, World War Two. Where so that wasn't peacetime. Was that? Like- it was like near Tennessee. It just I don't know it was where in the river, but yeah, north, up. north of Memphis, yeah. I assume. So real quick, like, why was the Civil War fought? If you could give a bunch just, of like- different reasons. So <clears throat> you had yeah. the Gulf State South seceded because they were paying about eighty percent of the taxes, and ninety percent of the revenue was spent on northern debt in cities. Uh, as northern subsidized industries, railroads, steel foundries, and so on. And so they saw no benefit and they saw no way out of it because the cash crops and tax revenues coming out of the South, but the population's in the North. So they'll always be able to vote themselves money. And they're like, they, they control Congress. They'll just continue this indefinitely of taking all the revenue. So we need to secede. And then... Arkansas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia seceded because of the invasion, because the Yankees, they sent troops through their state. And also with Virginia and Carolina, Lincoln had placed a blockade on states that were still in the Union and not voted on secession because he wanted to ensure South Carolina didn't skirt the blockade just by going up the North Carolina and over. And he started that war, sending in the SS Harriet Lane and warships to Fort Sumter 
they fired on the Nashville before anybody fired on Fort Sumter. They started a naval battle, and days later, he um, Massachusetts troops massacred people in Baltimore, Maryland. Just they the train lines were different, so they had to march through the city and then get on a different rail. And um, they're all in uniform, and a lot of people didn't like a bunch of soldiers in their city marching around, didn't agree with the war, and so they fired into the crowd. Then the crowd fired back. So the first casualties by gunfire in the Civil War were Union soldiers killing Maryland civilians. That's what the song, state song of Maryland was, Maryland on Maryland, which wasn't changed. It was changed in 2020 during the, you know, woke, cancel everything, Southern, take down all the statues. Maryland's not a Southern state either, but that was a song. They got forced to change it because they don't want any acknowledgement that Union troops fired on civilians to start the war. It's also the Corwin Amendment. I never learned about that in school, and that blew my mind when I heard you talk about it. Yeah, and it's more than a... Okay, so like some of the secession papers with Democratic Whigs, which is kind of like rhino Republicans today, they got in there and they added all these, uh, not in all the states, but in some of the secession papers for some of the states, they're like put in this provision about slavery because all the border states had slaves and so did New Jersey. New Jersey and Delaware, Kentucky, Missouri, and Maryland, Washington, D.C., itself, Nevada territories all had slaves, all had black slaves. California had uh, Asian slaves and Indian slaves. And so they were trying to make an appeal to those states to like join us also, right? It was, and the unions like countered that said, and this is straight out of Ohio and New York, they go, you can keep your slaves we'll put it in the constitution the score of an amendment ratified it and everything so all they had to do is say yes and they would have had a constitutional amendment protecting slavery well that was never the real reason for secession it was a ploy to try to get border states to join them it didn't work uh the border states ended up on the north side uh even though they had slavery so did west virginia secedes from virginia it, they both had slaves virginia ended slavery before west virginia which is funny Tennessee did too. They Tennessee, the southern states, all the southern states ended slavery before Kentucky, Delaware, New Jersey. Those were the last states to end slavery. Went on all the way until the Thirteenth Amendment. So this Juneteenth stuff, that's bull. That's when slavery ended in the South. Slavery ended in the South before the North. So and that's only black slavery because the coolie well, trade continued for decades after that. Um, and the same for Native Americans. Slavery. In California, it was ended on paper, but it wasn't enforced. What was the prison labor like? Is that pretty large too? Because I've heard well, like the prison concentration, labor. the the contraband camps. Are you talking about? Is that what there there are? I've heard of like the prison laborers. They would rent out their prisoners to like farmers, and they would last like you know, three weeks or something crazy like that. Like you'd last a lot longer as a slave than you would in some of these prison camps. Well, a lot of blacks. Um, whether they were freedmen or slaves, they crossed lines thinking after the Emancipation Proclamation BS, which what they didn't understand was that only applied to the South. The North didn't free its own slaves, and the North did not free slaves in territory that it controlled. They had little pieces of Tennessee and stuff. They didn't free them either. And this is horrible, but Blacks are considered uh, property, like a horse or something. Like it's they're alive but that's my horse or that's my black person right yeah, they would have said another thing but like 
So they considered what, what, what them exactly contra they considered them they contraband. What would they have said? What's the word? Probably Negro. It's just too close. Like, I don't have a problem with any of these words, but YouTube might, you know? So, <clears throat> um, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter. I'm not, like, directing that at anybody, but you just can't say certain words at all because it's robots that police the whole thing. They have no right. nuance, and they don't, you know, so why risk it? But anyway, that was part of the part. Like, when Thomas Jefferson, they said he only freed seven slaves. I'm like, no, he freed, he freed his slaves, but, like, he only paid to uh, free seven slaves. A slave was considered your property. So if you were in debt, they were part of your estate. So you can't just let them go. So what he did is he just let them run away and had put no oh, effort okay. into getting them. He did set his slaves free. He tried to set slavery free in Virginia when he was governor. He only lost by a couple votes. He did end the transatlantic slave trade when he was president. And he prevented slavery from expanding to the Northwest. And they're all like, Jefferson had slaves. I'm like, Jefferson inherited slaves. His dad died when he was 11. Like it was in debt is like the complex story about that. And they're all like, what about Michelle Hemings? I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, my head's going to explode. If you, the, or their ignorance about the founding fathers is just this continuation of Southern bashing. Uh, and it's funny. It was like, well, General Grant's on the $50 bill. He had slaves. He is the head commander of the Union Army. And right. he's a slaveholder, right? Just like his wife had him throughout the, the duration of the war. They weren't fighting in slavery. They in the middle of the war, because you got to remember, despite having every advantage and more people and better cannons and more everything and more industry, the North was losing that war for like the first year and a half, two years. They didn't get any major victories. They got their navy did well, but the on land they were getting pummeled. They lost by the more Virginians. people overall, right? Oh yeah, by hundreds of thousands. But they had more people, and they had a lot of conscripts out of Ireland and Germany. A lot of foreign fighters, a quarter million Union troops. Forty percent of his army were not from the north by the end of the yeah. war. Fresh off so, the boat. Yeah, I heard that. Really fresh that. off the boat. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing but, that. Were they doing that in the north and the south, though, right? Because a lot of Irish people were coming through New Orleans as well. Correct. A lot of Southern Irish were like. Irish Americans. They weren't fleeing the potato famine. Most of the famine refugees were went to Boston and places like that. So what New was Orleans like had total maybe hundred thousand people. It was one of the biggest cities. It was about the size of Florida, like the whole state. Florida and Texas were not these giant states back then like they are now. Right. The largest southern state was Virginia. The largest northern state was Pennsylvania. So you said there was eighty percent tax on the the, the far south. No, the tax, well, the Merrill tariff was going to pump it up to 45%, 47%. It's just 80% of all taxes were being taken from the South. What Things that didn't like, that? like if you're going to put taxes on export taxes or you're going to tax, um, like they were taxing, you know, the Whiskey Rebellion, right? Like what happened there was they, in the hills, this is in Pennsylvania, this is way before the Civil War, but like they hill people's corn isn't very good for eating or feeding livestock but you can turn it into whiskey and it's just as good shit corn just like shit grapes you make wine out of them right bad grapes make wine they made whiskey and what was happening too is whiskey was being used as a currency like i'll trade you one and a fifth of this bottle of whiskey and it was just like you never even had to drink it because you knew it was so easy to liquidate uh, literally <laughs> to liquidate the whiskey and so there and so 
tax. It was like taxing their currency and they had this whiskey rebellion. But anyway, like, uh, what was I getting at? Oh yeah. So like cotton, tobacco, things like that didn't matter. They didn't grow it in the North. So you do whatever you want. And they put heavy tariffs on foreign products too. So the South is buying textiles from say the British or the French. And now you've made that, you know, double what it used to cost. And likewise, they are going to react and put tariffs on American products. Well, they're not importing textiles from the North. They're importing cash crops from the South. So now not only can the South not buy its goods from competitors, it can't sell its goods there either. And I have a list of what happened to cotton, how it went down to like nine cents. I mean, Jeez. it was it was a complete abomination. And then the North is collecting all that revenue to spend. It's not even the North. It's like Philadelphia, Boston, and New York bankers are spending yes, it on their debt. That, that, that's yeah. the thing that like people today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I think people need to really understand is the biggest movers and shakers of all these global events. Or you know, it, and the civil war turned into a, a global event. Or bankers. It, it was the <laughs> bankers' war, like every war, like. They, they say like, oh, we're fighting to liberate the slaves. And so Lincoln didn't even want whites and blacks to live together at all. And he right. was against expanding slavery West, but not because of the, you know, immoral, obvious immoral implication of owning people like their products. It was, uh, he didn't think that the races should live together and it would benefit both if they were separate. That was his opinion. For my dad's birthday, I bought him like this was years ago, a book of Lincoln's quotes. And so I just started like flipping through that. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy is nuts. Yeah, yeah, if I was to quote was... what Lincoln said, it would get you kicked off YouTube. Yeah, not like... only were they like bad, but it was not like this, like, I don't know, like they weren't like these beautiful quotes or anything like that. It was actually kind of nutty. Right. I thought. But, I have but... a question for Will Bell here. Can you make shit wine out of shit blue or can you make good wine out of shit blueberries? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> just gotta take fruit and sugar wines are uh, uh wills are in-house uh southerner and i was wondering if you had anything like pushback or questions because i was curious what oh, thinking that? about this podcast coming i was curious what you felt because i know you've had some negative connotations and experiences in terms of like the confederate flag and people that you've grown up around and stuff like that well it's, it's me too i kind of like i, I kind of grew out of you know that or whatever just like we all kind of like lose our nationalism for america as we are you know we go down this anarchist route or <laughs> or what have you but uh kind of one of my first he's forms. one bad a day away from moving to my <laughs> <laughs> let me show you so you see this you see this here that is an actual piece of letters from jail that's an actual um, <laughs> out of an eight page letter it's wow. cut up into squares and put on your uncle ted uh stocking stuffer and my friend stephanie sells these there won't be many left but they you can get an uncle ted oh and, a, and his handwritten letter and if you and the whole letter is on on the back so like you can get a whole page per wow. doll 
Yeah. That's how that's how deep in our own end zone we are. I'm selling Unabomber doll. I'm not <laughs> somebody is, and I'm promoting the sale of Unabomber dolls. <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> so, like the South, like how bad was how bad was it in the South compared to the North? Like how? Ooh, bad? Hey, let's uh, let's let Will finish his question. Oh, he yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so. I guess I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I would not have the information to refute anything Ryan's throwing down here, just about like the facts around the Confederacy and Lincoln and stuff. It just really is hard to even, you know, come at that with, with any kind of like opposition, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. right. I get what you're saying. Ryan's done the, uh, the research here. But like, By the I, way, this is for every war. I'll tell you the truth about yeah. Iraq, Syria, all of it. Like, this isn't just because I'm from the South. Like, it's just true. I would, yeah. I have no problem shitting on my own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and I can, and I do appreciate it when you do kind of like, I, I'm deep South too, brother. And like, at, when I'm with my fellow rednecks, I am like sitting here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My wife oh, gave nice. me that for Christmas. <laughs> well, it, was, it was just Robert E. Lee Day here a few few weeks ago. So. Yeah, yeah, it was Lee Jackson Day. Yeah, do you, Ryan, do you feel like a little bit of a tug of a contrarianism though to the Confederacy, like when you're back home, like where people so embrace it, like like it is kind of its own form of nationalism. That where I'm from, I'm from an island, so it's not like. Our whole thing is modern stuff against the government uh, closing down our beach and taking our land. Like our plate is full. We don't need to go back to the 1860s. We see it, lived it. And, um, but I felt like most of my life, like the, the Confederate battle flag, usually it's the battle flag of Virginia, the cross or the, was just like, uh, southern like southern pride and a kind of fuck you to the federal government it's not like oh yeah i want to reinstitute slavery any more than like the american flag is celebrating killing two billion people in vietnam like nobody with the american flag is proud that we killed millions of people in vietnam or um you know abu Ghraib prison in iraq or that it's just part of you know america american culture this is a southern flag southern culture and it honors the veterans because it's a battle flag and it was all throughout. It was on the Dukes of Hazard. It was in WWE wrestling. It was Kid Rock and Skinner, and just it was accepted, not not stigmatized as like a prejudicial thing at all, until like the mid '90s, because HBO did this special on skinheads, Bill Riccio and stuff, and a lot of the skinheads actually in New Jersey, but they went. I think it was Alabama, and someone had a Confederate flag on their wall, and they're like, "See." people with those are a bunch of white supremacist Nazis. I'm like, Oh, really? You think the Confederates were going to support socialists, foreigners, like, uh, -uh. (laughs) but they, they started conflating the two because the South did have slaves. I remind people, so did the North. Okay. And slavery is, there's no justifying it. And then people in the South were racist. People in the North were also racist. People in the 1860s were racist. People in the 1960s were racist. Okay. All the powers, like, like even during World War II, we're fighting Hitler. The U.S. did not allow black regiments in the military mm-hmm. to see after comet. They still had mm-hmm. 
segregated buses and fountains and stuff 20 years after World War II. Okay. When the Germans did, that's the ironic part. They had right, right. Germans had racial integration. Yeah. Uh, worse on the Jewish question. For like, that's a bad phrasing, but not, <laughs> <laughs> they're worse on some things, better on others, right? Uh, but it was just racist versus racist. They weren't fighting. They didn't go to World War II to liberate Jews. Like they yeah, no. supposedly didn't even know that was going on. It was just like World War One. Like it wasn't about race. Or it was, well, that's, that's the other thing is like to justify the war after the fact. It's like, oh, that give us a better pretext other than collecting the revenue. So they have to make it about slavery. Lincoln well, was yeah, planning yeah. up to three days before he got shot in the head. Hallelujah. He wanted to um, <laughs> send blacks to Panama to dig a canal. Yeah, and he's met with his staff about that. He's like, "Well, they're not staying with us." And in fact, the one area that ended slavery during the Civil War in the North was Washington D.C., which was way smaller than it is now. It keeps expanding, right? And but the way they did it was the way it ended in a lot of other European states is they paid the slave owner. So they offered, I believe, three hundred dollars a head, and they offered any black uh, former black slave a hundred dollars if he'd leave the united states they had a boat ready and everything and they did they sent hundreds of blacks to haiti and places in the caribbean because they wanted to get rid of them he believed yeah. they were inferior he believed it. like that Liberia, was a common thing yeah a lot of abolitionists opposed slavery not because they've had sympathy for blacks but because they didn't want to compete with free labor and expanding railroads to california from chicago versus new orleans chicago they go up uh, we have to use wage slavery as script pay, which is still on the spectrum of slavery, by the way, whereas they have cattle slavery. It's not fair. Let's end that practice so we can get the competitive advantage. And then let's get rid of the blacks on top of that. Like they didn't care. It, you are, it is ridiculous to make a thousand, hundreds of thousands of union soldiers died to liberate blacks. Like I hear Dinesh D'Souza. So I'm like, <laughs> holy Christ. No, they didn't. They put them in contraband camps where they'd get work to death, like, again, still picking cotton for northern uh, tents, usually. They needed cotton to build the tents out of. And when they got sick or hurt, they just threw them on the wagon right there with the dying horses. Just here, just, just throw some of those Negroes in there. like, And tens of thousands uh, died, just like Fort Monroe. Like, there's books on the contraband camps. They don't care. And then another stat that ought to, like, really chill you to the bone is, Look at like if you look at black population, it's around 12% all the time, never really goes up or down. But there was a big drop between the Civil War and 1900, about a million blacks died. Uh, from because when you liberate people and they just end up becoming sharecroppers with their southern neighbors and starving anyway, you now where you go north, who's gonna hire you? Like the prejudice didn't disappear. Yeah, go, you're free to go get a job now. You don't have a house, you don't have anybody helping you, nobody's feeding you. You can't read, which is not your fault, but it's like you didn't receive an education. You're an adult. What are you supposed to do? All you know how to do is what you're already doing. And they just ended up either barely squandering by in poverty or starved to death or killed themselves. Hmm. They, they don't write about that. I mean, like so many black women got raped by the Union Army. Like the Kate, Kim Murphy has a book on this. Over 167,000 cases of syphilis. Is <laughs> like the plague of the Union Army, wow. like took down almost a third of the soldiers, was from STDs, not from 
uh, rifle and cannon fire. <laughs> they were out there and they were raping. They incidences where this is like there were parts of the South, like the western part of North Carolina, the western part of Virginia, obviously West Virginia, but even Western Virginia, where they're not on the coastline, not so affected by the tariffs, were pretty pro-union, wanted to stay in the union and voted that way. But when union troops came down there and would lock women up in a church after collecting all the wedding rings and set the church on fire and burn everybody inside and stuff, they flipped, right? A lot of people totally not affected. Like they don't, they're not landowners. They certainly don't have slaves. They're not so affected by the taxes and stuff. They're not willing to die over this. But when you've got an army coming down, it's going to set your whole town on fire right. collectively. Then you, you know, off to Lee's army, you go. And there were Northerners that switched sides because of what Sherman was doing. One of my relatives fought for the North, unfortunately, for a while until he heard about what Sherman was doing. Then he joined the Confederacy. Yeah, I spent a bunch of time in uh, McNary County, Tennessee, which is uh, east of Memphis, a couple couple hour drive. And uh, I used to live in Mississippi for about seven years, just right across the border to the south of McNary County. But I would say I think most of the people in that area back in those days, didn't even own slaves, yet they were, you know, fighting for the Confederate. Yeah, owning slaves was a rare thing. And yeah. it was like, if you had slaves, you had like two. Very few had the plantation with hundreds of slaves. That You're talking about a handful of families that own them all. So, and here's a, so I saw, this is a different, different slavery topic, but I saw a topic... <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw an interesting video on slavery in the Islamic kingdom back in the day and it was very different than the story that we get told about American slavery which is very different than what was actually happening as you're telling everybody here you know um so I wondered my question is do you think that I've I've always assumed that the reason that once I realized that it wasn't the story they told us I was like oh they're probably just telling us that to divide the white and black people so that we don't unite against the state who's the problem right divide I'm the poor yeah i'm wondering if is there more to that where it's also maybe reinforcing the do you think it's more of that or do you think it's more of well they're reinforcing their story of the federal government's right in the the northern the north winning the war and that was justified i think it's more of justifying the federal government or is what's it, funny is uh they didn't do that in the beginning because the North did not agree with free and slavery. You got to think, would you just fought a war to end slavery and then four states refused to ratify it? Uh, three voted against it from the North and one abstained, right? Why would you fight a war and lose hundreds of thousand guys in slavery and then vote not to ratify the 13th Amendment on the first go around? Like, because that's not what they fought about. And so saying you couldn't really justify the war by saying, well, that was all worth it because we freed the slaves because that would not have gone over well. That story didn't really come till about the 1960s. If you look at Civil War history, historians, it was the causes plural of the Civil War. And they talked about tariffs and taxes and revenue and all of it. But during the civil rights era, this is a what I would blame on presentism where the issue of the present gets projected on the past. And so because you have this tension of civil rights for African-Americans uh, in the United States in the 60s, then, and it's, it happens to be the centennial 
of the Civil War, a hundred year anniversary, that's when they start coloring the history to be about race and racial liberation and stuff. And this happens a lot. Like you can see pretty neutral thing like pirates or something. You get all manner on the spectrum of what pirates were. They were marauders at sea, pretty simple, bunch of thieves. But they're like, oh, no, they were egalitarian because they were black pirates and women pirates. And they, they put the <laughs> modern spin on the past. It just wasn't so. Like, it wasn't cool. the thing. But it wasn't like, oh, let's say this because this sounds better. It, it ought to sound better. But at that time, that didn't sound good. That, did, that didn't sound like a good reason at all. <laughs> like, a, 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 like hundreds of thousands of Union soldiers quit after the emancipation proclamation like i'm not fighting for no in words like they're not i'm not doing that he had to start conscripting people from foreign countries that's actually a good analogy with the pirates too because if you look into pirates like some of the most famous ones were actually contracted by government like yes. kings like and then they would end up making a mistake right. along the way and then be deemed outlaws and then be then hunted by the same they're almost case. all ex-privateers right? or, or on the wars they were fighting for were over and they were no longer useful mm -hmm. so why do you think lincoln did the emancipation proclamation then to try to create a slave revolt in the south because he was losing the war so he thought if he could undermine their labor that uh it would help him win the battles it's we like there there were black confederate troops and then the reason there weren't more is they were way more valuable in a position of labor than they were as a soldier because the south severely was lacking industry and so and they didn't have enough <clears throat> if slaves had just done had just quit working that would have been it like they could have just done nothing wasn't but, it also um, a, a pr thing to keep britain out of the war because even though they, they were like on on paper, they were, you know, against slavery, but then you look at what they did with the Boer Wars. Yeah, like, the Britain saw through it. Like, slavery. All the British papers were laughing. It's like, oh, you want to end slavery everywhere except for where you have the power to actually do it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the British were having a good time laughing at Lincoln because they're like, well, if it's an abomination, then get rid of all the slaves in Kentucky and West Virginia and Missouri and Maryland and D.C. and New Jersey and da, 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 add the Nevada territories. So, no, you're not going to do that. Right. They yeah, knew they knew it. So he was just trying to say, you're free now to try and create a revolt. And what's weird is the opposite happened. There were no slave revolts in the South, but there were revolts in the North. Like I said, New York <laughs> City had a draft riot. There were riots all over the North where the Yankees were like, what? We're not fighting for that. Like, it was funny because they're willing to fight for the union. Like they wanted to keep the revenue. They love benefiting from. The southern taxes to build up their infrastructure and all that they, but they're not going to help human beings be liberated <laughs> like, it's, it's so backwards like why do you think there were more riots in the north than in the south they're the ones the being drafted because they they're like i'm the south wasn't fighting to end slavery either they're fighting because they got invaded so they had a reason uh the north's like i'm not that coffins were coming home you know the north was losing the war and they're like what we're fighting for that we're fighting to end uh-uh like i don't give a damn about those bleepity bleeps like they didn't care and new york city was like they tried to secede in 1861 as well it was actually january 6 1861 <laughs> the original january 6th they, they yeah no like the old school new york what revenue the north was getting was from new york city like that's where they 
if they had their little 20% or whatever, a lot of that was coming from New York uh, as, a, as a large port city. And since South Carolina had established a free trade zone, they can't compete with that. Like people are just going to send their goods down there and export from Charleston because then you don't have to pay this giant tax. And New York's like, if, and Lincoln was almost ready to let him go. He was like, well, I don't know. And then, you know, Thaddeus Stevens and all these Whigs, Republicans get in there and they said, uh, absolutely not. Like, you, we're all going to succeed. Like, I don't know why he didn't just get rid of the damn tax. Right? <laughs> just that could have fixed it so easy. They're too greedy. Certain people <clears throat> had a lot of pressure on them to do it. And uh, they didn't want to lose New York City. So they quickly went and squashed that. But, and they sent, they immediately said, don't worry. And they sent the revenue cutters. The Harriet Lane that fired the first shot was actually a ship commissioned by Alexander Hamilton. It was an older ship that they kept upgrading. So it was a tax revenue collector. Some of the only armed ships, like they didn't have a standing Navy, but they had, except for the revenue cutters. So that's what he sent down there. And then he outfitted some more ships as escorts. So they were going to, instead of, letting us all have a free trade zone. They're like, we're going to go force South Carolina to pay the tax. Fort Sumter is in the water. You look where it is. It's out in the water. And what does it do? It collects export taxes and import taxes. Like that's its job. Like, And they yeah, want to do reinforce right the fort and collect the tax. Yeah, I've been there. It's in his first address to Congress. The first sentence out of Lincoln's mouth is about how he did it for the revenue. I mean, yeah. and when he met with black leaders, like before Virginia had seceded and he's meeting with them and he didn't, he doesn't offer them slavery or anything. He's like, what about my revenue? <laughs> like it's real clear. And if you know where to look and like, as you brought up the Corbin amendment and so on, like, it's really clear. He It's like says over and over, we're fighting to preserve the union. And what does that mean? To preserve the tax revenue, like the suburb exactly. It's like they didn't care what all laws the South had or not. They already had different laws. Some of the northern states didn't have slaves, some did. Southern states had slaves. Like your state could already make its own rules on that, right? So why are you going down to another state to say what they have to do or don't do? Well, they you know, they didn't want them to secede. The secession was a bunch of reasons. A big one was taxes for a lot of states, but you know, there wouldn't have been a civil war if he hadn't acted the way he did and sent troops in through. Because without Virginia, Carolina, Tennessee, you can add Arkansas too, there's no civil war. I mean, Virginia and North Carolina are the two largest southern states in the bulk of the southern army. So he's an idiot ticking them off because that, you know, it just led to about a million people getting killed and then more starving and dying after the war. And then Reconstruction was about 55 years long. 12 years of straight up Occupy, and all the new senators of all the new states carved out of the West, Republican, right? And they used, they had illiterate black senators in there. They couldn't read or anything. They're just a senator because they took voting rights away from Confederate veterans. They gave them the blacks and they they used them as a voting block. And it's, it's they didn't care about blacks. They just wanted them to use them to help the Republican Party because they didn't give black suffrage in their own states. So you have black suffrage in the South that you occupy, but you're not going to do it in Wisconsin. You're not going to do it in New York. Didn't do it in New Hampshire. I mean, they would like years later, but then they put all these provisions like, sure, you can vote if you own property. 
<laughs> oh, sure, you can vote if you pay this five hundred dollar with this and that. It was like they made it. it That's something pop. like Booker T. Washington called out too, right? Yeah, he's a stud. The like rest, the 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 wrestler. We had this awesome black cat uh, for my whole childhood growing up, and his name was Booker Athletic. Washington. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's he's the best cat ever. <laughs> but, like, the Zelda's yeah. never really recovered from the Civil War, though. That it, they were so poor after the Civil War. I mean, that two thirds of the railroads have been destroyed. I did uh, like. All the stats on that with Pete Kionez, uh, if you want to go listen, like detailed reconstruction thing. But oh, yeah. they were like, we don't have shoes poor, right? People were getting parasites because they didn't have shoes, right? And like hookworm infestation and stuff. Majority of the, they didn't have screened in porches. They didn't have like most livestock had been killed. People were on subsistence living. It was terrible and they wanted to punish them like how dare you rebel and not give us your money you know well and the carpet beggars too i guess right yeah carpet baggers who just go in and loot what if there was a mansion that hadn't been burned they go in and steal all the silverware and ladies dresses and everything else and that's part of the gun culture in the south is uh shooting the carpet baggers like if you weren't armed because a lot of women didn't own guns it just wasn't a thing until the civil war now like little miss scarlet's got her pistol or whatever because your husband might be dead or you know there are a lot of widowed people and they just went in and stole from them raped them took everything unless that girl got armed and is that, that kind of where the kkk come came from a little bit too that sort of that era the clan so there's three like phases of the clan. So the Ku Klux Klan started as a paramilitary organization to fight against the confiscation of private property. So during reconstruction, there was a number of, they had like different freight rates. So it would be cheaper to buy steel from Pennsylvania to Alabama than one side of Alabama to the next, because they would charge a, one tax for one group and one for another so they were changing freight rate that all manner of the, the north they wouldn't loan the in the south right? they wouldn't like like you have to educate all these blacks now and pay for the school and so on and like we don't have the money we don't have the infrastructure you've stolen everything they made the southern states pay the war the uh war debt that the north had accumulated and they made them pay it in gold so all these war bonds because it was not the greenback i fucking hate that like lincoln's greenback man, man, man. That's a challenge to the Fed. There was no Fed. There ain't a Fed till 1913. There was an income tax. <laughs> Lincoln made the income tax, and he paid for his war by selling war bonds. His greenback scam didn't work. Greenback was worth 35 cents by the end of the war. So it went from a dollar to 35 cents in four years. The war bonds paid for the wars. A lot of foreign investors in that, and he had it repaid in gold. And that's something Grant passed. It was like his first order. And he had Southern gold used to pay for the war, the Nord bonds. So the money supply was dried up in the South. They couldn't sell their cotton. All their fungible bales have been stolen and stuff. And so like they're getting hit by all sides. Then they start confiscating private property. It's like, well, at least I still have my house in my field. Maybe I can grow something else. They started stealing property. That's when the Klan rose up. Forrest, who was a Southern general, maybe one of the best, like you're gonna have another civil war just with Tennessee if you continue this, and the Klan would go around uh, fighting these scallywags and carpetbaggers and things. <clears throat> but then it got taken over. It was the supposed to be this 
invisible army, right? And then it got goofy. It got it just got kookified like modern stuff with the, <laughs> the stupid hoods and the rest of it, right? Um, looking like a cross and burning and all that. But that the clan that people know about with the hoods and lynchings and shit is from Birth of a Nation, the movie. And that's when the clan yeah. like grew in membership, which is dumb since it's a secret organization. Now you have membership and costumes, so it's so easy to identify you. And where is it centered? Indiana. The Grand Dragons in Indiana, the memberships also in Indiana, then Ohio, like they're in Texas. Like you look at the top 10 states of KKK members, nine of them are in the north. Huh. I'd like to add, add that up. That birth of a like nation. One was in Texas. Crazy, Texas right? is a huge state, you know, but it's like the clans in the north, the leaderships in the north. You know, I mean, Truman plays this Mississippi burning or whatever. Like he's a clansman. It became this just stupid, like weird quasi Christian cult where they dress up like crosses. And but originally it was a paramilitary organization to fight against the confiscation of private property. But you cannot be that nuanced because today they might as well be a Nazi. Like you hate black people. Like they all hated black people. Okay. That's unfortunate <laughs> truth. But the clan was fighting it? that. They could have done that without dressing up. Like that would have been easy. How long was it between like the start of the clan uh, and like the, what you call like the kookification of it? Like, well, the threat of it, the clan kind of fizzled out because the North backed off of Tennessee. The only Southern state not in occupation zone was Tennessee, which again says because they turned to guns. But like they'd already had Florida for a long time, Louisiana for a long time. And so they put in their largest forces in Virginia and Carolina because that was the biggest resistance, right? Um, but Forrest was still there and had given them such a hard time. He's like, and they already had a Republican governor. I mean, that's who it, Andrew Johnson becomes the president, right? Because <clears throat> Lincoln got shot. <laughs> Sorry. It always makes me laugh. Um, so, but they needed to force the Southern states to all have the Republican Party as governor and complete rule and ruckshot and make all these rules. Well, they already had that in Tennessee. So they didn't occupy Tennessee. That was part of the reason. The other reason is there's a lot of resistance there because of Nathan Bedford Forrest, who they fucking demonized in the movie Forrest Gump, where they're like, he started the Klan. Forrest was against that Klan. He was against the theatrics. He was against terrorizing blacks. He had a black cavalry himself. Like, and he was a slave trader prior to the war, the big business and all, but like that was part of the times. Like it was a legal thing to do and what he was doing. And, but he, he was opposed to it before he died. But um, his motivations for starting that group, like a lot of generals and stuff, the war never ends. That's what you've been doing that part of your life. And he saw another cause. Hey, you can't confiscate private property. Like if Lee had known Reconstruction was going to go the way it went, they wouldn't have surrendered. Like the South was still winning battles. They won the Battle of the Wilderness. They won the uh, General Hoke had won in North Carolina. Like they were whooping the army. It was just a war of attrition. They didn't have the way to replace their soldiers. But well, they would have fought a harder deal. Do you think, um, like, you know, hindsight 2020, do you think the South should have fought back? Or if they would, yes, should the South have fought back? Like, did it work to their advantage at all? I mean, at some point you just got to, I suppose. But Yeah, they had to fight. I mean, they were going to get crippled by this 
taxes anyway. And that would have gone on indefinitely and kept getting right. worse. So, yeah, they would either fight the war or end up in look, slavery. They nearly won that war right in the beginning after Bull Run. If they had just pressed the Washington, that might, they could have captured Lincoln and that would have been done. But, and they were winning, 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 and they were hoping there would be foreign aid. Like if, like in the Revolutionary War, if we had gotten guns and ammo from the French, we'd have been fine. Like that, the generals were better, the cavalry was better, their military schools, West Point, all that were just better. The North was plagued with nepotism and all these problems as who was commander and not was who he related to and things. That's why they were so bad. So not only did you have good leadership in the South, you had really bad leadership in the North. You still have five times the population, all the industry and all that, but like you can still lose. Right. And mostly it was the North's on the offense, which is to a disadvantage too. Uh, but it's not like they were fighting the South in defensive works. I mean, they tried that in Fredericksburg and lost horribly, but they usually caught them in the field. Like North was good enough to do that. But Jackson and Lee and Beauregard and, and Forrest like, were just uh, like the South had like four Napoleons. Like you're just not going to win. <laughs> they, they had. They had really, really amazing generals uh, who could work with what they had. And they had a, a spirited cause, right? They're coming to kill us. Whereas the North had to pay their army and they had conscripts and a lot of them, a couple volleys go and it ain't going well and they run. So Jackson kind of took care of himself though, right? What's that? Jackson, like they didn't have to really worry about that general. Oh, well, Stonewall. Well, <laughs> he got shot by his own men after Chancellorsville. He won that battle, but they, you know, who are you? He said a friend or you're supposed to say a friend. That was the code. He said, General Jackson. They're like, yeah, right. Here's a great story. So the ancestor it was unfortunately North Carolina regiment that shot him. I was the, going for like a. Well, the, yeah, the great, great grandson <laughs> of the guy that shot General Jackson, their family moved to Canada in shame. Um, oh, and then he moved to Japan. His, I won't say his last name. His name is Paul. And they used to call him Too Tall Paul. He's like 6'6", six, six, very tall person. We were in Misaki or something, somewhere in Osaka, for this thing, weird, whatever. He was my roommate. And I learned that about him. I said, you know what we have to do? So he took a shot of whiskey and I slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 he just put like, his arms behind his back. He's like, "Don't break my jaw or nothing." I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna punch you, but <laughs> I've, I've always like, even before like I knew like was when I was still on like the northern side of the conflict. I always like, my biggest what ifs was what if Jackson was there at Gettysburg? Yeah, totally what if Roberts had been let loose thirty minutes earlier in the Battle of the Wilderness? There's a whole bunch right, of right. like, oh, if that just one thing had happened, like. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I wonder. You know, I bet the North asked like too. Like, what if Mrs. Lincoln wasn't like you? Never take me to the theater. So I know what if of like say like the Civil War didn't happen or the South won or whatever. How do you think slavery would have eventually ended? Same like, way it did everywhere else in the world. Yeah, is, without is slavery a consequence of just poverty. 
Well, that's yeah. the thing. I think slavery was being extended because they were being squeezed so hard by taxes. And like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get rid of free labor when you're, you have labor shortages and all that. Like slavery was being phased out of Tennessee anyway. And there it had attempted and failed in Virginia, you know, West Virginia, the whole, that whole half of the state was on board. It was being phased out anyway. I think as it, it did end in DC during the civil war, um, it never really took root in Missouri. Like it was legal, but there were only like a couple dozen slaves. Like, I don't think that was going to last. It wasn't expanding West. So, and well, North Carolina also yeah. had areas of freedmen ever since the revolutionary war. It wasn't like a uniform thing. So it would have been phased out. Now I think it would have lasted a bit longer in places like New Orleans and Mississippi. Cause they're so dependent. It'd be like, why don't we just make cigarettes illegal right now? They cause cancer. You could list all the problems with cigarettes, right? Legitimate argument, emphysema, cancer, it's addictive. Get rid of them. It's a bad thing. You shouldn't be allowed. But it's a multi-billion dollar industry and a lot of people enjoy that product. And it's not so easy just to go, eh, eh. they're going to say, no, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, like it, it, it's a hundred times worse than that, though. Right. So it's like, well, if you it was you needed to be able to have enough money supply to just pay them like the way you could have ended slavery is keep people exactly where they are, except now they have a wage. That might have been a worse deal, though. Cause you got a free room and board and da 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 and it's like oh now you have wages it's kind of what they did in the north like they paid people in script right that's still slavery because like yes we paid you but you can only use that money on our company store so we get it right back from you right uh that led to the blair mountain rebellion in the 20s right you have all these world war one veterans they shot over a million rounds fighting the federal government the u.s uses own air force on people in Logan County, West Virginia, right? Bombed them with the airplanes. Uh, for months, they fought. That's the largest rebellion since the Civil War is Blair Mountain, and it was over the script pay. Yeah, a similar thing with the coal miner strike in Colorado where they're living in tents and paid in script. You have to pay at the company store. Blacks and whites, by the way. A lot of Irish, again. They're not really being paid. So it was like slavery just kind of slid down the spectrum and then eventually got phased out and really it just changed locations because i would argue that sweatshop labor is still slavery uh, to some degree uh so if you've got a bunch of kids in brazil or china or something building your nike for two dollars a week whatever with suicide nets on the factory like isn't that it's definitely exploitation that's slavery you go, well, there's a worse kind of slavery. I don't care that slavery is a spectrum. It's not you're a slave, you're not a slave. It's like I think cattle slavery is the worst. Like the worst type of slavery is being sent to the mines or sugarcane. That's where you had the most deaths. Rubber trees, too, like in Ghana. Obviously, sex slavery and stuff. It's apples and oranges, but like it goes from there, you know, like, okay, to the <laughs> being in the house, being in the field, doing this. Your life, your quality of life isn't that different if you're just on some shit wage picking cotton and crops. Just like it doesn't, it's not this miraculous change. Now, you are afforded more rights, but you can choose who you marry, stuff you couldn't do as a slave slave. So you can't argue that wage slavery or is as bad as slave cattle slavery, but I would say script pay 
is somewhere between those two and closer to the cattle slavery because you don't have your own income. And yeah. and you're not given a house, you're not guaranteed a place to sleep. Like they we go live in a tent. Like they actually had it worse as sharecroppers and script pay living in tents had lower living conditions than cattle slaves that at least they had a home and a bed. Like <clears throat> um Sam had a question about culture and I wanted to ask Will something too next. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask about like the southern uh genocide of like their culture basically it's like i think i've heard you talk about like how you know the southern drawl is now looked on as like uh people are stupid and stuff like that and how the media did that and why they did that and kind of a little bit into that i guess who are you asking me or ryan ryan Oh, you're asking me? I thought you're asking Will. Yeah, this, the Southern accent was synonymous with stupidity and the stereotype of people with a Southern accent is just a bunch of backward cousin fucking racist or something. And uh, biggest state with incest, by the way, is Ohio. Congratulations. And it's Yankee <laughs> State. Um, but like, it doesn't exist anyway. That's what Hollywood did. It had to justify its treatment of the South. And they'd never been there. It was funny. It's like, I'm from the South. And I used to see all that Hollywood stuff and and I would think, oh, that must be in Mississippi, Alabama. Because it's not here. <laughs> right? It's not in Carolina, it's not in Virginia. And right. other people living somewhere would think, well, that's not us. That must be down in New Orleans or whatever, right? Because it wasn't a real thing. <laughs> you know? Right. The South uh, was like an most people I know with strong southern accents were well versed in history and math and like it just didn't fit what I'm seeing on TV, you right. know. But every movie out of Hollywood demonized the South and it was like backward and uneducated and so on. They, and I'm like, have you ever interviewed people from California? They can't name four countries. Yeah. I think that's because of marijuana too. It's not just education, but like the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. And I've been all over the United States and many other countries. Hands down is Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, they don't even know how to not poop on the sidewalk. So, yeah, I've only been to San Francisco once. I mean, that might have passed them if I hung out there longer. But like, yeah, they have a scat app. I'm like, we don't have scat apps. Like, yeah, it warns you where the doo doo is. So pre Civil War wasn't the South. See what they're doing in Portland now with the bottles. They're taking food stamps to buy bottled water and pouring that out and getting money from the recycled bottles and then buying drugs. So pre-Civil War wasn't the South kind of like the intellectual hub too, their universities and stuff like that. Were they? It was the intellectual hub, and it's where the money. Went. Mississippi was the richest state in the union. South Carolina was the second richest state in the union. the The ten wealthiest states in the union were all Southern states. The eleventh, I believe, is Connecticut. It's the first time you get a Yankee state of wealth. Most of your you know, most of your founding fathers and intellects and stuff other than Ben Franklin are from Virginia. I mean, your Jeffersons, your Washingtons, your your um, James Patrick's, Madison. The, Madison, yeah, they're all the people that wrote the Bill of Rights, the people that made the Articles of Confederation, the people that made the Constitution, the majority of the presidents are from the South. Um, Patrick Henry, and it's all Southern... Uh, philosophy ideology libertarianism like it's all southern so you the north you were, was the hamiltonian mercantilist rothschild banker class like the stuff they, they never hates. cut their ties to the 
British Empire, or more more accurately, the East India Company. <laughs> well, that yeah, I mean that was the whole thing about throwing the tea in the harbor was not just to the Brits; it was to the East India Tea Company. They understood that corporation had as much money as the crown. It, oh, dude, it's G- GD. It had the second highest GDP in the world if it were a country. Mm-hmm. By the it's time kinda, of it's the like revolution, the East India Tea Company is like BlackRock is today. Oh, 100%. You look and at BlackRock and Vanguard, that's your Dutch and East India Tea yeah, Company. And a lot of their former outposts are now United States military bases. Mm. All right. Well, we can bring this back to Ukraine because BlackRock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. BlackRock cool. swings right back to Zelensky and Ihor Kolomoisky and all these oligarchs that actually run that country and why they had a coup in the first place. Ukraine has been a hub of human trafficking straight from Kiev to Tel Aviv for a long time. It's on YouTube, isn't it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They've been telling think... people. They've been telling people. John Luke Burnell's last modeling agency was out of Kiev, Ukraine, right? He was the top procurer for Jeffrey Epstein getting young models uh, under the pretext, oh, we're getting these for Karen and MC Squared, and then later the LL brands with Les Wexer and all that. Dad recruiters legally fine. They'll come to you. The best looking 12 year olds there are for Abercrombie and Finch or whatever. The best looking 18 year olds for Victoria's Secret. So on you get them in illegal industry. So like they are self-selected and then they just take their passports away. Young Ukrainian girls can't speak English, can't anything. Take advantage of them, lock them in a brothel, force them into sex work. And this just went on and on. No reporting. All over the Caribbean, like up to the point where they bought an island where they're just raping girls all day. They sell them in. They get into the people like, you know, through Bear Stearns and stuff. They got the Jess Staley's, the Glenn Dubin's, all these major billionaires, financiers and things spying on the United States. But like it starts in Ukraine, like that whole thing. Yeah, the Israelis run it. But Ukraine is where they're procuring girls. And that started back after 89 with the rapid inflation. The ruble became worthless and all. And all these satellite states that broke away were looking for foreign capital. And a lot of them got roped into either mercenary work or sex trafficking. And um, you just couldn't get a story about it. It's written about. and, And these people, like you could even go on Wikipedia and see what these monsters have done. But you'd have to know their name already to even know what to look up. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I made a map of it. But you, you can't you can't get to the history of it. The white slave trade in the 90s was the only people who talk about it are have the biggest stigma in the world. It'd be like a bunch of white nationalists and stuff. And if, it would almost be better if they hadn't talked about it because them having such a stigma and talking about it all the time. You go, oh, the source for that is William Pierce or David Duke or whatever. You're like, well, I can't pass that along. Right. But look, man, slavery is slavery. Sex slavery is a real thing. There's a lot of it out of North Korea and Thailand as well. Like Chinese are getting North Korean girls out of North Korea who are in completely desperate situations. They think, oh, and they're trying to get to South Korea or whatever. They go across the river into China, and, you know, if they look good enough or whatever, they scoop them up, force them into slavery, and, and like, from, like, 13 years old and sometimes younger, bought to Chinese businessmen. And, like you can't rattle that cage too because just like in the u.s we have all these billionaires getting girls from epstein you got a lot of chinese billionaires that are 
using these women out of North Korea. And they're so powerful and they overlap, right? You see Patrick Ho and these business deals between Epstein, like the Chinese wing of it and the Israeli wing of it, trading people. And the clients are so wealthy that our media and their media won't touch it. The only mention of the Epstein story when he got rearrested was the Acosta Trump angle because our media was obsessed with demonizing Donald Trump. And as soon as that didn't pan out, Acosta said, I was told to back off because it was intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the CIA spying on itself? It was the Israelis. I mean, look at Maxwell and her relationship, their father and all the Israeli hand all over everything. There's prime ministers involved meeting with Epstein in person. Ahud Barat, Ahud Omar, who did go to jail for rape. Uh, they don't want to look at it. With so much power and control, how did you know Epstein even get arrested? Like, do you think well, there was just someone... his own stash? Well, they when Clinton's FBI picks fizzled out and Donald Trump was in, they were no longer protected. They Girls, the victims had been telling the police and the FBI the whole time and got ignored and ignored and ignored because Clinton was an Epstein client, right? The Biden-Obama regime do the same stuff, so they weren't going to do anything. And finally, some agents said, hey, yeah, look what this guy is doing. They've been waiting. A lot of the lower FBI have known this the whole time, but it's bottlenecked. And so he finally got nabbed, and so did Burnell during the Trump, because Trump had personal beef with him. So I, I don't think Trump even cared about the little girls. He was mad at Wexner and well, another individual who tried to buy up property by Mar Largo, and Trump won that dispute. He, the Mark Epstein, who's Jeffrey Epstein's brother, had dispute with the Kushner family over real estate projects in New York. Trump married into the Kushner family. His daughter married that praying mantis. Uh, and then Charles Kushner also set up honey traps, right? Went to prison for his um, inter election interference and uh, breaking campaign finances laws for Governor McGreevy when he was trying to corner the Port Authority. But remember, he set up a honey trap on his own brother-in-law, bought him a hooker, Approached two cops to find the hookers, the O'Toole brothers, who didn't get a good one or whatever. And he paid a a girl, I think her name's nickname was Candy or something, thirty thousand dollars to sleep with his brother-in-law so that he could blackmail him away from a, a deal, an illegal deal he made where he made all these funny businesses so that he could donate more times to the governor because the governor appoints the board authority president. He didn't get it, but the PA president ended up being a former president of APAC anyway. And it was funny too, because that's who bought up uh, property across the Hudson River from the World Trade Center. Should something physically happen to them and you would have to relocate, uh, you're going to be on Kushner properties. But anyway, they've been fighting with each other. It's like an internal Zionist versus Zionist. It's just like the cartels fight each other in Mexico. Right? They all sell drugs, but they do fight. And uh, that kind of Kushner, Netanyahu... Trump wing was at odds with Ehud Barat Wexner Epstein wing, so they arrested him. And so uh, I know, I know they limited it though, right? Prince Andrew had to pay some money. Burnell got suicided. Epstein got suicided. Maxwell went to jail, but all the prominent Johns from Dubin to Bill Gates are free and pushing vaccines or whatever the hell they're doing. Nothing. Do you happened. think Bill Gates is free or is he just controlled, compromised? <laughs> 
Oh, he's he's working for people. He's evil, dude. That guy, like they got him by the short hairs, but like he's, I think he's ideologically in line. Like you don't have to twist that guy's arm. He said himself more than his software business that he stole. uh, Vaccines Vaccines. return. Right, yep, they're making right, more money. That. He's, like, he's making more money on vaccines and depopulation. He's like, Well, we're not going to kill people to depopulate, we're just going to raise their health standards, which naturally reduces the birth rate because there's a correlation there. I'm like, right. No, no, there isn't. Yeah, have, vaccinating people is not going to lower the birth rate, it's just places that can afford vaccines have a whole bunch of other things that reduce the birth rate, mainly contraception. But do, do you think they say stuff like that? just because they want to brag about it or like, I mean, no, they, the media, they, it's made no, it altruistic. Oh, I'm trying to save the planet by reducing the carbon footprint to have less people. Stuff it's the, like it's that. the same, yeah. same Rockefeller entrepreneur, um, you know, fucking racket that, you know, that they, they set up these foundations for, you know, philopantric purposes, but it's actually just another way to influence. Well, if you've spent people's retirement funds and you've spent the social security and it is not solvent, you have a vested interest in there being less people later. Well, Will Bell is almost done with his bottle of wine. So we have to wrap soon. I do have a, I do have a question for you though, Ryan. I know you, you ever get, you ever get, uh, you have this, like you have, you've been canceled on a lot of platforms and everything. Do you ever get paranoid? I don't smoke weed. Do you know Pepsi <laughs> used to um, what is used the have one, like the eighth largest military? The Soviet Union wanted to have Pepsi products in there uh, offered for their population. They couldn't afford it, so they gave them. They traded submarines and all these war machines for Pepsi. So Pepsi Cola had one of the largest navies <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yes, briefly. Uh, paranoid. I don't think. Well, obviously, nobody thinks they're paranoid. They all think what they think is accurate amount of fear, right? So, right. I've oh, been, true. I've had been threatened and stuff, and I'm paranoid. I think it, I have a healthy degree of paranoia about being canceled because that has definitely hurt me financially. Like I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars by not being allowed on YouTube and PayPal and so on. Maybe close to a million, and it's been very detrimental to me and my family. So I got to watch what I say and where I go and everything. But I don't, I'm not paranoid that someone's going to shoot me because I will never know it is how I rationalize that. I'm like, well, I won't know anyway. It'll just happen. There's nothing I can do about it. So I don't waste time on stuff I can't control. But I don't see so like as long as Ron Paul's alive, I feel like I have to get in line. (laughs) There's so many people that are more threatening than I am to the system that I and they did jail Assange and they have gone done, you know, Gary Webb people and they have, you know, the exiled Snowden and stuff. But I'm not I'm not that big of a deal compared to them. But I feel like if I it's almost like if I did still have all my social media, I would reach that level. And then probably would have agitated me or something. Right. Well, that's kind of what I figure, too. Like when I think about stuff like that, I'm just like, well, I'll wait till my heroes get taken down and then I'll be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sad? I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, Ron Paul's walking around, so I'm still safe. You know? Right. <laughs> um, I did have a quick question before we wrap too for Will. I wanted to ask you this earlier. Do you ever feel like, because there's that connotation of racism can, associated with the Confederate flag, and I know you've uh, talking about some detraction from some of the people around you in your life who are, who are kind of like into that. So 
do you feel like that kind of almost happens as a spiteful thing in reverse to the stereotype that it kind of almost becomes the people around you are like, yeah, F those N-words, blah, 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 and wave the flag? Well, I don't... Honestly, I don't think there's, like, more racism here in the Mm -hmm. Deep South than there is anywhere in America. Like, I think it's just like... It just kind of... It's associated with us a lot more. So, like, when it is, you know, present in popular culture, people go, aha. But, I mean, I've seen it, for sure. Like, I am in deep South Georgia. But, like, literally, like, the most racist thing I've ever heard was literally from, like, a retarded dude that, Mm. like, was working with me one day. Sean Hannity? (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, I had a question. What were what did you say you were drinking, Ryan? Pepsi. That you I didn't you're have over here. You were over here talking about the South. You're in Georgia. Well, I'm from the Carolinas, so yeah. Bro, that's Yankee Devil sugar water. Hey, I am a Coca-Cola fan. I ate Pepsi for the podcast, so I would my generation. Come on. <laughs> well, I know, uh, I know a lot of people, if people want to learn more about some of that Southern stuff uh, that Ryan was talking about, or <clears> catch his uh, podcast with um, Spacing the one Pete you Cononas. did, Pete Cononas, Pete Cononas was I, amazing. I listen to it every year, basically. I think I did a pretty good job on reconstruction on that interview. I think Philip Lee has some great books on it. If you want to, well, really... that was my next question is who, what, so you know, a lot, and there's a lot of research to be done. But whenever I look up anything about stuff like this, because I wrote a paper about the KKK when I was in high school and it had nothing to, it was not the libertarian party like you just described it, right? Um, <laughs> you talking about the ones you talking about the February nineteenth time? That man, yeah. <laughs> but uh, how how can people uh, learn? More I mean, look, like- fuck the KKK, but it was predictable reaction. Like, if you're gonna take away people's private property, they're gonna become violent. Like, that's just duh, you know. Like, yeah. right? But I'm saying, where can people go to learn more about this stuff on their own? Like, there's these podcasts we can listen to and stuff like that. But I know you said. Um, Lee, I believe you said something about Lee and yeah, so Lee Phil- and Murphy. Philip Lee L. It's the E I G H, not L E E, like okay. Lee, like the German oh. way. He's good on Reconstruction. Um, Donald Livingston is great. Brian McClanahan from the Abbeville Institute. They're more Southern cultural in general, but a lot of it's the Civil War. Um, obviously, the Shelby Foot series, like it's all books. And, right. Um, Podcasts? I don't know. I don't really listen to podcasts. So I don't know. I'm sure they're out there and they're good, but I don't. Tim Kelly, I guess, from our interesting times. He'll he's covered it with me. I know my brother actually, Scott Dawson. It's really great. He's written some yeah. Civil War books. Um, and I, should, I would say that it's not because I'm related to him. him like other people tell you the same thing. Like that. He's Scott's better good, looking, uh, I would say. <laughs> I ask, uh, I, I always ask kids with when there's two brothers and their kids, like, are you the smart one or the handsome one? <laughs> but uh, yeah, is there anything else you guys like? Anybody on here want to plug anything? Talk about anything like well, what they're doing? Yes. So Ryan Dawson, ancreport.com, right? Mm. That's right. ANC stands for anti neocon. What's, what's your most popular thing you've put on there? Like documentary, 
I guess the early war by deception about September 11th was it's hard. It got in the millions of views like six times. Mm. Okay, six million. Six million. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds a little high to me, but <laughs> I think he's exaggerating. It because it, it would reach it would reach like two hundred fifty thousand, whatever, and then get deleted and something a bunch of times. And it, it would, I gotta check that one out. I've watched that the one's Empire well known. It's an older one. The best one's Empire and Mass, but it's five hours, and then yeah. There's another one. I'm not even going to say name of it because you'll cancel, but that's a good one. And then there's the modern <laughs> stuff. The most recent film is called New Mech, How Israel Stole the Bomb and Killed JFK. That's a great film production-wise and everything. Like the production caught up with the content with that one. That's, that's A-N-C, anc.com. ANCReport.com. ANCReport.com. Okay. By the way, guys, I think this is relevant just because it's hilarious. So they, they canceled Scott Ritter um, to the, or he canceled it. He, he, he pulled out to, you know, whatever. But everyone knows about that shit. They invited Cynthia McKinney to speak now. And I just found this tweet from her. And it's like, so the figure wasn't context, six million. In context, me and Reed have I have been going hard in defense of Cynthia in our group. Well, she tweeted my film. <laughs> she said, "So the figure wasn't six million after all. What about all those punished and even imprisoned for saying so? Is this a you can't say, but I can kind of thing? <laughs> like I wonder. <laughs> it's going to be Brian, the next <laughs> I mean, who is they? <laughs> that is a good Kanye, question, isn't it? <laughs> I sat in that chair last night. I was in the A's chair. The, so. That's wow. the thing, oh, though. Wow. It's like the ridiculous level of censorship around that event just makes people doubt it more. Like, it does the opposite of what they want, right? I'm not going to say what the event is, but you know. Something has to do with that number often, and it's like poster. just have open dialogue, and it would be done in like a day and a half. It's because of all the protection and stuff, and this is with historical events, medical advice, whatever. Like the more you like, just won't even let the other side talk, even if it's ridiculous or whatever. Like if you won't let them even say what they think, then you have no credibility about what you said because everyone knows. Well, the op that's the only thing we're allowed to say, so it has well, to be like this. It's like the holy grail of, uh, you know, their propaganda. They have to justify everything, you know, because otherwise, you know, the Holocaust would happen or this or that. Is this like a waiter, there's a hair in my soup thing just going way out of hand? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's referencing. No. <laughs> it made Ryan laugh. It's a, can, I, can I have five dollars? Fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, they. Man, come on. They did. They they put people in camps and they killed them. Like, but it's just there was there is a lot of alarmist crap about that event too, and I just feel like we should have open dialogue. Like, no, they did not build furniture out of people's body parts and stuff. Just say, just admit. It. Like, you don't need all those exaggerations. It's horrible enough what actually happened. You don't need all this extra fantastical stuff. What? So, Reed, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, Scott Ritter's coming on my show. So, hell <laughs> yeah, he's based, man. Nice. <laughs> yes. what's, the, what's the date for that? I don't know yet, but I actually, I've met him twice, once with Ryan at it. So, just for context, we went to a Ron Paul Institute event back in June of last year. He was a speaker there. 
no fucking problem. Nobody fucking cared. Like, right. And he gave yeah. a great speech about how we can't have a war with China and with Russia at the same time because we're so depleted and militarily thin or whatever. Uh, but anyway, I met him there first and then at a free Assange rally in D.C. And when I was there, um, I asked him if he'd come on my show back in September. And he said, sure. And then Ryan gave me his email address and he just never got back to me. But now he followed me on Twitter and I DM'd him on Twitter and he said he'll come on. So that that's how powerful Twitter is. Yeah. <laughs> so many people have contacted me out. Like now that I have a Twitter, it's been gone for three years, four years, whatever. It's like. I was invisible until I had a Twitter. Like even I've had Ritter on the show three times or something, but I'm trying to, I want to interview him about his book. I can't reach him anymore because now he's got a Twitter and that's where he lives. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. There yeah. it is. Ryan as a testament to like you being invisible forever. Like I have, I'm pretty like, I'm an old dude. Like I've been kind of like floating in these circles for years. Old. Yeah, but like right. I, I honestly like I, you know, kind of halfway paid attention to like Alex Jones' world from like Joe Rogan. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm giving you like, I'm giving you the, the way there, and until like Reed took me under his wing, like literally, like I was like, who is this Ryan Dawson guy? And and it, it takes like Twitter. And us like forming these kind of like friendships and podcasting together to like really go and like find people like you that are, dude, you really, you, you do the homework and you present it to us where we can like make these arguments about like the Ukraine, Russia, like incident where we can present this as libertarians in our circles to other ones that are. Pepe not- Escobar and I were talking about that during the coup and everything that's going to happen and, it's like, you know, Patreon removed all the things. Spotify removed all the stuff. YouTube erased all the videos. Not allowed to put it on Twitter. Not allowed on Twitter. So I'm like, how are you supposed to come across it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's, it's just... people like Reed that have the cojones to be like, well, I'll have them on my show. You know, like, because a lot of people are like, I like it. I like all your work, but I'm scared to lose my thing. And I'm like, you're a pussy then. Like, what's it matter what <laughs> you like say? Like, like, oh, it matter. If you censor what you say, yeah, we're you're not gaining... saying anything worth hearing anyway. Dude, you guys haven't followers. lost your channel, though, have you? Because I I lost my channel and then got it back, luckily. But... <laughs> we're, we're gaining followers. Well, this me and Fitzgerald yeah. and Thermal Detonator <laughs> talking half 9 of our, Half of our audience normally is on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just checked. Sure. Ni- you guys are at 92 subscribers, so. Oh, no. not getting noticed yet. Ryan has <laughs> he's got this competition going to see what the lowest number of subscriber channel he can get banned is. You know, like some <laughs> subscribers, can you get them banned? Well, yeah, and I was gonna I say what Reed, that is I'm like super grateful for you having Ryan on because I would never have met him yeah. or known who he was. Yeah, or anything. thank you, Reed, and Same thank here. you. Ryan for coming. I was on, on yeah. Reed's show the day after my YouTube. They blanket banned me, and he had me on. I think to be like, "So your Twitter got banned?" I'm like, "Yeah, my YouTube also." <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't, didn't even know because it was so recent. I was just like, yeah. "What? No way!" <laughs> yeah. no, that one, I, I think the latest one had like eighty-one thousand followers or something. Not bad, but it was like all gone, and all the work was gone. I mean, that's like five thousand videos. Did you have it all, up? Them, like an hour long. I had a lot of it backed up, but you know, it was terabytes information with lost stuff and like, and then put it where you're going to sit there and individually yeah. upload those to bit shoot. 
because that's all there was no odyssey at the time there was no rumble at yeah. the time you know it's just like and that had happened to me before i had gotten up to seventy-two thousand followers and they axed it right and it took me many many years to get back to 72 and then up to 80 81 but it was like i got up to seventy-two thousand real fast because this was before the shadow banning and all that once google bought youtube I just sat still. They got rid of that. And then, you know, I started, I was lingering at 2000 for a long time. I was stuck at 55,000 for like three years. I'm like, this is weird. We haven't gone up at all in three years. <laughs> they just lie, you know? Yeah. I think it was way more than they ever admitted because I'll meet people like random foreigners in Japan and be like, are you Ryan Dawson? Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no mm. way that happens yeah. with tens of thousands of followers. No fucking way. Because I'm not in my movies. Like, my movies have been seen, but my face isn't in them. So you wouldn't be able to know right. who I was. Yeah. Uh, they just well, fucking lie. Like, I guess we, we better get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for watching this show. And thanks, Ryan and uh, Reed, for being on it. So, Ryan, you got, like, how about I give you one minute to see if you can get the channel banned. No. Wow. I, would have, I, I could do that in one minute talking about squirrels. <laughs> 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 Uh, Gotta see the nature documentaries. Real quick, Las Vegas shooting, government or no? If I talked about Vegas, you'd lose it. I did talk about Vegas with Eddie Bravo <laughs> on Rockfin. If you want to hear what happened, yeah, he the, the, the kook stuff is stupid. They're not selling guns. Potok did, did shoot those people and stuff. It's just the money laundering in the Philippines and a bunch of other shady stuff. Oh. I didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> when you talk about Vegas and Johnny Ferrari and some of the places where ah! <laughs> there is a network. Uh, and again, the Philippines is one of those other giant black market human trafficking areas, too. Oh, yeah. I know I'm checking out that Rockfin video when we're done with this, then. Yeah, Eddie Bravo's Rockfin. That's, oh, he also uh, talked about it on... Uh, Clint show the first time he was on there. Um, oh, nice. on uh, Odyssey, I Did think. I? So, okay, so I'll, I'll probably listen I'll to play. that one then, but I can give that one a re listen. Yeah, all right. Well, everyone, uh, stay vaccinated, support Israel, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, <laughs> take care, vote Democrat, yeah. <laughs>
Boom! They're gonna get. <clears throat> I can convert all you white nationalists on Cozy to Asian fever. Alright, questions. If you had any. Let's see. Nothing on Entropy. Nothing on <laughs> Rumble. Which is weird. Ask a question. I'm gonna check Odyssey. Uh, nothing on Power Chat. Let's go over to Odyssey. This is why I stopped streaming. Because what's the point? You can do like a two hour education and I don't see why. Maybe Odyssey will save us. Uh, nothing on Odyssey. Power Chat, Entropy. Or rumble so if you don't have a question I can't believe you don't have a question about the Civil War like at all really um, we could have talked more about Ukraine and Nord Stream line too um, and I can say stuff because this is not on YouTube so I could say other things but it's up to you so I'll give you a minute if you want to send three bucks two-hour rant you know they asked about the conservative marriage to Christians that started <laughs> Woodrow Wilson was having an affair with a whose son was financed by another from up north and that is who wrote the Schofield Bible so all you unknowing Schofield Christians don't even know the Bible you only know the Schofield version of it that is his fault and of course spiraled into the world wars and all from there so could get into that let me check cozy chat see if they're talking about IQ bell curves or something let's see Somebody asked about which ways Canada was involved in the Civil War, but they didn't shekel chat it, so I'm not answering that. Entropy, CP1 Dizzy over there. Power chat. Let's refresh. Alright, so now I know not to do the Civil War as a topic anymore. Because nobody gives a shit. But, you know, this is why people do the Tim Pool model and talk about e celebrity gossip and stuff. Because it pays. People are going to grift. You know, I could talk about fake victim Eliza Blue. I could get into the fucking BS between. <laughs> Crowder and Daily Wire or Project Veritas. It doesn't matter. But you make it matter and that's what pays the bills. So, don't know. I'm going to be on Myron Fresh and Fit going back on the Sneeko show. Also, going to be uh, doing Rye and Pug on Monday. I guess that's Tuesday here. 
I don't know if we're talking more about AI or parasites, but it's going to be a good show. Those are always good shows. I'm not going to talk about e-drama because it's beneath me, but <laughs> I don't know. It is the most lucrative for sure. It's the most eyeballs, and it's like, and that's why. That's why our society's so dumb. Um, they don't know anything about anything. Because everything's e-drama and celebrity gossip and just pointless low-brow, low-tier infotainment. Spenny Squirrel's up, if you remember. Six parts of it. Heard Power Chat the first time. We're out, you know, Spinny Squirrel Part 2. I will stream it on Cozy if we reach that goal. Anonymous since 15. Thank you. Uh, I hope that two hour stream was worth it. I had to read uh, <laughs> mountains of books to spit out that information. Well, Anonymous has made. I will stream again. Uh, we'll do live streams as long as there's a, at least a shekel chat. But, yeah. Back on Twitter, and then got suspended, and then got returned again. <laughs> you really gotta walk on eggshells over there still. Not everyone's back. Uh, Pete Quiones was returned. Um, what's it called? Millennial Woes was returned. Mark Collette was returned. JF Garpley has a list of people who were brought back. Reed Coverdale was returned. No Bustin' Justin Season 3 says, in what ways was Canada involved in the Civil War? I know there were many volunteers that fought on both sides, and there was a memorial for them in Ontario. Yeah, you had some, not like the Canadian state, but Canadian individuals that went and, and fought on one side or the other, as well as Native Canadians. There was a um, prominent Canadian con artist who smuggled a caboose like from a train to the south uh, and he was a Canadian criminal that was <laughs> he was um, making a killing on insurance <laughs> yeah because obviously merchant marine ships during a war are going to get sunk by the hundreds and uh, getting insurance on these ships the price increased dramatically so a lot of uh, a lot of people gravitated to that industry and there was a lot of what they used to call Jewish lightning or whatever where the ship wasn't it wasn't William Reed or whatever it was his Yankees sinking their own boats and collecting insurance um, <laughs> and he was this Canadian what was his name I have to look up this guy's name because he was, he's got quite the story. Uh, I think my brother knows about it too. We can do a stream just on him because I know it's just one guy, but this guy had more impact than all the other Canadians. Canada was, the state was worried the North was going to invade them too if they had gotten involved. Uh, and that's something that the North would have, could have, would have and could have gotten behind 
like because a lot of Yankees didn't participate in the war. Um, then they're like, let them go. They aren't not motivated to die to preserve the revenue, but gaining territory in Canada, that's something they would have definitely wanted. Anonymous for three says, I got a few on Rumble, FYI. Whoa, someone slapped in a dead Ulysses. There you go. Thanks for all your content, Ryan. What is something we can tell a normie briefly, like an elevator pitch, to at least get them to question the phony Civil War narrative? Also, lived in L.A. most of my life. People here are stupid and the smartest folks I know. Uh, yeah, it's a wide bell curve. That's kind of California in general. It's just a numbers game, right? There's so many people there. So some of the brightest and some of the dumbest are all in one spot. Let's see that someone said on Rumble. We'll check again. Oh yes, now they come in. They can't I guess people wait till I'm done talking to start sending in questions. You can send questions in when whenever. And uh if I get to read them and think about it for a second, I give you a better answer. But all right, I'm gonna answer the one on Power Chat, but read these first. RN Jim Zeus for preaching the truth, tell them a story about General Lee. <laughs> yeah, tell me a story about General Lee. Well, you know, General Lee was not only a stud in the Mexican War and the Civil War, but after the war with Washington and Lee College, which these idiots are trying to rename. He saved that college. Stephanie Warren, so the uh, Pulaski Six is a myth confused. Oh, by the way, Stephanie, do you have a link to your site? Stick it in Rumble. I mentioned the Uncle Ted. I have those here. The, the authentic Uncle Ted's that have part of the jailhouse letters. Right. And his signature. His signature, if you get number eight, you get a shorter letter, but you get his signature, Ted Kaczynski. That's just amazing. That's on there. Can you put your uh, link on Rumble so I can throw it up on Telegram and so on? People are asking about that. Lone Star Texit said, Your mic is popping. Just to be a shithead, fix the cable, Professor. Let's see. I don't know. It is what it is. What was that long question? It was, uh, oh, what's something you could, like an elevator pitch on the Civil War narrative? Um, most people got their history in 2011 after the Dylan Roof incident where the comedians on late night Comedy Central, like Jon Stewart and stuff, went over the cornerstone speech and secession papers, and then they went about those two things I just learned a day ago. Uh, so those are the two things that need debunking, and the, the counters to that obviously is the the Corbin Amendment, and it just people don't want to know. Like nobody's more demonized than Germans and uh, white Southerners. They love having a witch to burn. They like uh, they're mad about people that have a culture of self sufficiency. It's like the people who wear masks. Who are angry at the people not wearing masks. We're like, what are you worried about? You're wearing a mask and you're vaccinated, right? So, you can't get it. Why do you care if I have it? 
because they're really mad that you're not obeying the rules. They are and have to, and you're not, and they don't like it. They don't like the self-sufficiency. I would say the more effective, instead of getting into the details of the Civil War, if you're looking for an elevator pitch, is saying, listen, um, they lie about every other war except that one, right? Did they lie about Iraq? Did they lie about Syria? Are they lying about Ukraine right now? Did they lie about Vietnam or the Gulf of Tonkin? But you think your public school education narrative on the Civil War, which is ridiculously cartoonish, like evil Southerners, great Northerners, liberating slaves, like, you think that's real? Have you ever heard the other side, or did you just dismiss it as, well, racist, right? So you can't their brain can't process it. Because look, they lied. That was a banker's war like every war. And they kind of have to go, yeah. Like, no, that wasn't a banker war. This was altruism. <laughs> like, no, that was a banker's war like every war. Both world war. There's an excuse for each war, but it's always money. Secession was legal. That's why it's called the United States with an S, not the United State. So I would just plant the seed of doubt to say, you know, they lie about that one as much as every other war. It's not what you think. And then it depends on whether they're willing to learn. Well, what they lie about. What were you told? And why do you think that? Let them say all their facts first. Because they're not even... If they have bullet points, they're not even listening to you. They're just waiting for their turn to talk so they can say their bullet point. Let them say all their shit about... Well, the secession papers, bleeding Kansas, cornerstone speech. That's really all they have. And they'd be like, are you done? Lincoln's first speech to Congress is about the revenue. All his preachers up to the emancipation are about... Preserving the Union at any cost. Several northern states voted against ratifying the 13th Amendment. So why would you send troops into a war to end slavery and then vote against the amendment to end slavery? Several northern states had slaves themselves and so on. But, and then you look at the letters and stuff from Confederates. They don't talk about slavery. They talk about these GD Yankees invading their land. And you can look at it from the other side of, let's say, Iraqis. When the U.S. invaded Iraq, the Iraqis were not fighting us because they're a bunch of Saddam Hussein loyalists, as they called them, Saddam dead-enders, Rumsfeld dead-enders. They weren't fighting for Saddam. They were fighting for their homestead. An invading army went in there and blew Fallujah into the Stone Age. You know, they're carpet bombing Mosul. And they got Blackwater mercenaries in there, all shooting 72 people at a peaceful protest. Like, they weren't fighting for the Ba'athists. They were not fighting for Saddam. They're fighting because we're over there killing them in their country. 
And the reason people in Virginia took up arms against the Northern Army is because the Northern Army came into their state hell-bent on setting fire to farms and fields. So why are people on the South fighting the Civil War? Because they got attacked. Why is the North fighting the Civil War? Because they were getting paid. Can you discuss Albert Pike's role in the Civil War a little bit? I did a whole, like, hour-long Albert Pike uh, a video onto itself on my website. I don't just write Pike. I, don't, I can't imagine there's too many of those. Anonymous says, sorry, I meant to say the smartest folks I know are from the South. The smartest people I know are definitely not from L.A. Yeah. Well, I imagine maybe not L.A., but just given its size, there have to be some real smart people in California somewhere who moved there from somewhere else or something and just like the weather or whatever. But definitely the dumbest. And I, I don't think it's just the bad education and equity and liberal and all that. I think it's drugs. Like, it's just a culture, like, all drugs are okay, don't worry about it. And uh, for most people, it isn't. It wrecks you. The smartest people I know uh, probably from Japan, but that's because I know so many Japanese people living here. And and the South. Yeah. Like, and the dumbest people I know. I've never met anyone dumber than some of the people I met in California. Like, the dumbest person in our grade, right, from Hatteras Island, small rural town in the South on an island. Every single one of them could name five countries. Like, every single one of them, if you ask them what are odd numbers, they know the answer. All of them. There's just a minimal that you never dip below unless you go into Yankee land. Like, you you just can't find people that fucking stupid. But in L.A., you can find people that stupid in 20 minutes. You interview, look at street interviews right there at Santa Monica. It has money and everything. And say, name five countries. And they're like, uh, Africa? Like, not continents, countries. I mean, <laughs> you're adjacent to Mexico. You don't know that one? They don't know. And I'm assuming they're stoned or something because I hope they don't walk around that stupid all the time. I thought the videos were fake. I would see stuff like that. And then I went there. And I'm like, I have to know. So I went to the block, like at Venice Beach. And I just started asking like 5th grade questions. Fail. 2nd grade questions. Fail. Like, what's the biggest land animal? I don't know. I don't know that shit. Like, just take a guess. And I'm not sure how they function in life. Like, how do you earn money for a living? What do you do? How can you be so totally ignorant about everything? I mean, just guess. <laughs> you know? Just be like, I don't know, giraffe, elephant, something like, get, at least name a big animal, you know? <laughs> 
This is stuff little kids can. I bet that would be funny. It'd be expensive, but I bet I could go around Japan. Maybe even in English, but definitely in Japanese. Ask like a bunch of little kid questions to little kids. And then ask the exact same questions in English to adults in California. This is quite the challenge. I guarantee if I went, I could go to like an elementary school and ask them, give them a blank map, say, uh, just, you have 20 seconds. Uh, tap and name as many countries as you can, right? And they can do it in Japanese because that's, you got to be fair. Fine. And then do the same thing in California and then do it again in like North Carolina or something. Uh, everyone's going to be able to do that except LA. Like they're going to be like, I don't know. People are pointing to Australia and saying, is that Ukraine? I mean, it was like, wow. Or Iran. I mean, come on. It's not just geography either. It's anything. You can ask him anything. And that's like, that should scare the hell out of everybody. Like, of course they're going to get replaced by AI. That's so easy to do. Some people are answering the questions in chat. Giraffe, hippo, elephant, rhino. Yeah, those are some of the heaviest. I mean, obviously a whale is the biggest moment land. There's a lot of things. It's getting... <laughs> It's getting close to being people. If you've seen some of the heifers walking around. <laughs> it's going to be some of these people are bigger than gorillas. I mean, there's moose, walrus. There's a bunch of big animals. And it doesn't matter. I mean, the answer is elephant, if you don't know. But, like, um, you wouldn't be far off if you said something else. But they're just like, I don't know. And they're, like, angry if you ask them up. Uh, don't make me think about anything. I heard power chat go off. Anonymous, do you have any recommendations for introductory books on geopolitics or international relations? I know this is an annoying question, but it's a blind spot for me, and I've been wanting to read uh, more this year. What you do, yes, I have. I'm going to put a link here for you. You go to ANC Report. Dot com. You hover over about and you go down to recommended books. And I'm going to put this link in uh, on Cozy TV. I don't, this isn't really introductory, but <laughs> Disarmament uh, for Perestroika by Scott Ritter is an excellent book. I would not consider it a beginning book, but. You should get it anyway. <laughs> it's so good. Um, international relations. Like, there aren't really books just in general on, like, IR. It's more of, like, specifically between who and who. Right? Who? Which one do you want to know about? Um, geopolitics. Uh, same. You're going to have the same issue. I mean, you can pick just Europe or just the Americas, maybe. 
certain part of Asia, but not global. That takes lots of books, and you kind of, I would say, master a particular area. Become the encyclopedia of everything North Africa or something. And then you're going to have to know a little bit about everybody in order to do that anyway. Right? Um, my forte are the Middle East. Um, and I'll, I'll think probably U.S. history too, but... Um, I know a great deal about the history of India that for some reason I never talk about, but that's what I studied in school. And, um, yeah, like European history, I know the ancient history and I know World War II and all that. I know Greek history pretty well and, and British history, but I don't know all the long Roman, this emperor and that. Like, I know a cursory level. I wish I could take a course on that. I think I could. I think they have that like Great Courses Plus or Curiosity Stream. Those are great websites. Um, my son uses that, and I don't, and I ought to, and I, I think I will. I think I'm going to take a course on Roman history because I've always, that's always been a gap I've had of not knowing that in and out like as well as I do other stuff. So I would say utilize those websites. I mean, um, not just books. Most shit on the internet is just that shit, but Curiosity Stream, Great Courses Plus, and and then there's a whole bunch of ones specifically for science that are pretty damn good. On uh, and math, there's just things that'll teach you what you want to know why things are applicable. And I probably ought to throw those on my website as a. I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but <laughs> the whole point of my website is raising the general education of the public so we don't end up with all these neocons so yeah those are great resources too introduction book and geopolitics hmm. I mean that Ritter books very good on the back and forth with the Soviet Union on weapons proliferation and ICBMs and so on so you should get that just to support people that are telling the truth about things today. Let's see. Compromise. Oh, that Kim Murphy book that I mentioned is also on the website. 450 Union soldiers were court-martialed for rape <laughs> during peacetime. Yeah. Diverts an excellent book. Oh, Doug Valentine's series, The Strength of the Pack and The Strength of the Wolf, are great on the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, but great little period there in the 60s, 50s. Best introduction to the Civil War book is In the Course of Human Events, Charles Adams, that's in the bookstore. More sociological and economic would be just about anything by Thomas Sowell or Derek Jensen. Uh, guilt by association if you want to slam John McCain get that one by Jeff Gates Day of Deceit's pretty good on the Pearl Harbor attack anything by Ron Paul anything by Thomas DeLorenzo uh, anything I wrote <laughs> obviously or my brother and then there's the the classics you know um, 
Yeah, whatever is on my book list. There's a good one by Greg Felton, the host of The Parasite. Uh, RFK's book on Fauci. Yeah. That's, that's why I recommended these books. Anonymous says, I've heard you say you don't believe in Christianity because of the book of Genesis. Aren't the same people who control the media controlling science? Dinosaurs walked with man. Noah's flood was real. Check out YouTube channel Genesis. <laughs> okay. That is not... I don't disbelieve in Christianity because of the book of Genesis. Uh, I disagree with what most people who call themselves Christian think Christianity is. And those are the ones that take those books literally instead of metaphorically and figuratively. It is not a history book. And men did not walk with dinosaurs and they did the earth was not flooded. That's not what Noah's Ark story is about. You you took the five year old approach of the cartoon version where the whole earth got flooded and he put seven of every kind of clean animal and two of every kind of unclean animal on a boat. I guess that did, excluded meat eaters because they'd have to eat each other. And sailed around for 40 days. Like, if you are taking that story literally and you think that that's even possible, you're, you either have a double-digit IQ or you're, like, very easy to brainwash. That's not what that story is about. It's allegories. It's not literally putting animals on a boat. Come on. And no theologian thinks that. You talk to any bishop or, or any anybody high in the church, they're, they're not going to say, yeah, that literally walked through the Red Sea or any of that. That's not what you're supposed to get out of it. I'm not going to explain to you what the flood story really is because I've experiences taught me that I'm talking to the wall because they're like, nah, they literally found every like, oh, you know how long it would take to get all the animals in the world on a boat? Like there's so many problems with it that are common sense. Even ancient people, you and no one's that stupid until today. Um. So you'd have to know what are you what are you really saying? And no, he did not go around and get DNA samples of all the animals and put them in vials and like, come on, just give it up. The story, first of all, the reason for flooding the world is has been removed, right? They took those chapters out. Uh, they make reference to them later. But you're talking about early Genesis flood story, man. Come on. It's weird because the Quran still has some of the original Genesis that the new Schofield Bible doesn't. And tells you why uh, men were being punished and why there was a flood. But the old, older non-canonical books of the Bible that the first council of Nicaea decided to remove also told you why people were being punished through water it's just the Nile flooded that's not the world anyway I can't even 
a dumb question. Okay. I don't have a problem with Christianity. I have a problem with what Christianity has become with, with fundamentalists. Fundamentalist, it's like <laughs> any story. Alice in Wonderland, Mother Goose. Like, there's a moral lesson in the story. Even the three little pigs, right? The, the point is not to be lazy and stuff to put in the hard work as the third pig did building his brick house, right? Because then it didn't get knocked over. You're not supposed to actually think there were pigs that could talk to each other and a wolf was chasing them around and it had some super breath that blew the house down. You're supposed to just hear the story. You know there weren't any pigs, wolf, or none of that happened. But you, you get it. Okay, the house of straw blew over. The house of six blew over. The house of bricks didn't. So the two pigs that didn't put in enough effort or only kind of halfway did it, it didn't pan out in the long run. The last one that didn't get to play all summer but built a good house, his house survived when a disaster came. So it was worth it. That's the point of the story. Now, if you take it literally and and you think there are pigs running around building houses, I mean, you're retarded. Uh, and if you take Bible stories literally, like Saul with his magic ring, making like demons build a temple for him and stuff like, if you think that's like a historical event with the sorcerers getting into contests with Moses and stuff like then I can't help you. They're, they're entertaining stories because 99% of people are illiterate and can't read, can't write these things down. It's oral tradition for a long time. Even those who can read have to read it out to everyone else who then tell other people. And so having the entertaining story, like the Three Little Pigs, Three Little Pigs is a long story, but it's repetitive and you can remember the whole thing. All of you can cite that whole story. Making it an entertaining parables and allegories and stuff is how you're able to spread it among the masses. Funny little play, funny little story, right? But there's some purpose, some moral lesson or something you're supposed to get out of it. And that's something you can even teach the kids. And like, how come the third house didn't fall down? Oh, it's because he put in the work, right? That's all those kind of stories are and there's a lot of those in ancient text that the people hearing them understood this isn't like <laughs> these aren't real people it's just like an example of a family and then this happened and that you know whether it's shakespeare or whatever king arthur or something you're not supposed to think he's actually a king and lancelot and merlin the wizard and all that like it's a story and it's it's like relaying information to you same as Gulliver's travels right Gulliver's travels where he goes to the kingdom and all the little people tie him down and like they, they're in a civil war and when they're fighting over what side of the egg to open it on or whatever they're not it's not a story about eggs it's a story about the pettiness between Protestant and Catholics fighting each other over mundane little differences that don't matter. And he's making fun of how they, they all have the same God, the same this, the same that, but oh, we found a difference. It's this narcissism of small differences. You're not supposed to take it literally like, yeah, he found this island where he was a giant or he found one where 
um, he was very small and everyone else was big. Like that's the entertaining part to help pass the story along and make it easy to remember. But the lessons are embedded in it. And that's how the Bible is. You're not supposed to think that it's exactly 40 days a night. They're just wandering around on a boat with every animal in the world. Come on. And dinosaurs, the gap between <laughs> dinosaurs and people is extremely long. There are a few creatures that kind of, like octopus, it's one of the oldest uh, animals that's still here, may have been somewhere out there an octopus-like thing in prehistoric times. Um, gators and things like that are very old some insects and stuff but like yeah they're there during woolly mammoth time we know that people hunted woolly mammoth woolly mammoth were around still around in islands uh in north russia when the pyramids were being built they only became extinct like they started becoming extinct on most of the landmass around ten thousand years ago but they survived in certain pockets and we've actually found pretty pristine stoma from woolly mammoth so we could clone them and build one Jurassic Park style which I'm all in favor of doing because I want to have a mammoth burger <laughs> but as far as like Velociraptor or Pterodactyl or Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops Ankylosaurus, stuff like nah, you're, you're off by a few million years, okay that's evolution's a real thing Men did not walk with dinosaurs. Some of the myths when people were finding um, dinosaur bones or even like elephants, the myth of the Cyclops, they had archaeological evidence. If you take an elephant skeleton, because the trunk doesn't have a bone, it doesn't survive. It just looks like a hole. That's where the one big eye was, right? Um, they don't have fingers and toes. You don't usually find fingers and toes anyway on older skeletons so it looks like a giant person giant rib cage giant arms giant legs it's got joints got elbows knees all that and but it looks like it's got one big eye so these giant one-eyed creatures with of the cyclops they thought they were digging up cyclops but they were digging up uh, mammoth skeletons and or sometimes just elephants um, triceratops too that was another one that looked like dragons because you'd find them high up because high up wasn't high up a long time ago and they had eggs and they have a kind of like a beak and stuff and like where that that fan is might have been unsurvived wings and they got a tail and they got feet and like four legs like a dragon so like it looks like a dragon skeleton it's not it's a dinosaur not big gap between a dragon and a dinosaur Except for the breathing fire part and stuff. But there are animals that use venoms and acids and electric eels. And so why not fire, right? Like, But no, there's reasons you can't do fire. Anyway. Wow. So, hey, thanks for shooting your shot and asking your question. But, like, we do not walk around dinosaurs. Anonymous sends catastrophic plate tectonics under the ocean right where Pangea split. Genesis says the oceans... Of the deep opened up to say there wasn't an ancient flood when many civilizations read about it could have never been wrong. Look, listen, every civilization 
is living right on the water. They don't have pipes. They don't have modern irrigation. You either lived near the river or you didn't make it. Cause that was your, or a lake, I guess. Because you don't have another source of fresh water. And rivers flood periodically. And that would be the whole town. It is not spreading over the whole country, much less the whole earth. All right. The ocean is as big now as it ever was. Open it up, and which would deepen the ground, but actually lower the tide, not raise it. Plus, the flood is supposed to be 40 days and nights of continuous rain over the whole world. And you got all the animals. I'm not even going to argue about this. You're fucking dumb. Quit trying to rationalize it. That's not what the story's about. I'm not here to teach you the Bible. Like, go to church, a real church, and ask about the meaning of it. You're not supposed to take it literally. Taking it literally is why people turn away from religion. They've kookified it. You got a bunch of kooks into religion, which made it so off-putting that other people who don't want to be associated with that have walked away and go, well, that's ridiculous. And so they throw out belief in God, uh, belief in the Savior, and a lot of a large canon of pretty good moral values for the time because of the ridiculous antics of the cosmological claims and, uh, you know, denial of evolution and dinosaurs and stuff like that. You could, like... Can't even like you took a good stream and you had it's cozy. Of course you had to bring fucking religion into it. Of course. You bunch of fake Catholics never read the Bible in your life. You just want to belong to a cult. That's all it is. Okay, entropy. Entropy's gonna be hurting because they're not getting donations. Then that whole company might go under. All right, fuck Lincoln. I'm off. See you tomorrow. Thanks to everyone who uh, wasn't retarded. Good stream.